0: Today's episode of What Suits Him Radio is brought to you, by the way, best kept secret, the newly revamped whatsuitshim.com. Please check out everything we have going on from the Albums of the Decade Project, which just wrapped season one yesterday. Please check out the first 12 episodes wherever you stream your podcast, like, review, and subscribe as well, if you would. Uh, to our consulting work, if you need professional development work done, we still have that on deck for you. To uh, photography, we were trying to get that up and running in time for the spring, but with social distancing. Um, in effect, we are putting that on pause, but um, we are still taking intake orders and we have our intake questionnaire on the magazine. So when social distancing is a little bit eased and we are able to be within six feet of each other, we would love to get your smiling face on camera. So um, please check out that and everything we have to offer at whatstutterson.com. Please check it out, whatstutterson.com one more time what suits him.com only add for today. We're just going to jump right into it. Cause I know y'all see the timestamp and I do not want to keep y'all any longer. Um, coming up next, uh, Keenan Terry from beat the buzzer podcast. Uh, my brother, I have tasked him with being my co-host on a series of NBA podcasts that I wanted to do as we continue to quarantine and social distance. Um, so yeah, after Kobe Bryant's passing, I went through the exercise of, delineating my top 25 NBA players of all time. Um, And with the Michael Jordan and Chicago Bulls documentary, The Last Dance premiering on Sunday, wanted to take that exercise a little bit more seriously. So um, texted Keenan, asked him to come up with his own list. We compared and contrasted notes, and those notes have been recorded for posterity in this podcast you're about to listen to. So, yes, Keenan and I – um, have listed our top 25 NBA players ever. Hopefully it's not too controversial. I'm sure it will be, as these lists tend to be, but uh, it's all good fun. Keenan and I, Keenan's my longest friend. I think we, if we didn't forge our friendship in basketball, it was forged and just running around and yelling loudly. So it was basketball adjacent. So, um, yeah, really excited to get into this list. Hopefully y'all enjoy it too. Um, but first, as always, my
1: brother, Uh, Yeah, I'm Detroit's own savior, Detroit's own plug Detroit's own future, Detroit's own love I'm Detroit's own Yeah, I'm Detroit's (laughs) own yeah, and I never asked for my heart back. You can have it. Without all you taught me, I never would have lasted. I know I can move through some Hollywood
2: dude. Wait, go ahead. I feel like we talked our good side of that hour about nothing that yeah, wouldn't fucking.
0: We we have minute forty two of 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 nothing talk, but it's all good. Uh, these are customary <laughs> for these at this point. Um All right, boom, we are back again. Um the good brother Keenan Terry on zoom because i think zoom has better sound quality Was good bro bro <laughs> what
2: up though? No, what up though no, y'all
0: yeah um so i have sort of outlined as we are twiddling our thumbs in the quarantine i've outlined a bunch of podcasts i want to do an nba sort of series that i've almost volunteered keenan and be a co-host on there will be other people on eventually but i feel like keenan will be on the bulk of these um and yeah, so part one, I guess, of this series is I came up with. Well, so, I guess for background, our right, Peter Kobe, again, the night after he passed, I redid my top 25 greatest NBA players of all time. Um, just because I was trying to figure out where I would slide Kobe at rationally. I feel like I've always, even in my, but that's the thing about my Kobe hate is I feel like it's always been rational Kobe hate. I didn't just pick shit out of a hat to hate on Kobe for Like I watched the game. <laughs> dude was a ball hog. Like he didn't make his teammates better for the bulk of his career. Pau Gasol should have won that final finals MVP. Uh, like I think all these are legitimate criticisms. At the same time, Kobe Bryant is the second greatest uh, shooting guard of all time. He is probably the second – he's the closest thing that Mike will ever see, Michael Jordan. And, I mean, yeah. that's part two of it with the Jordan doc coming up, which we'll talk about toward the end, I'm sure. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I just kind of was thinking about where Kobe landed all time historically. I think that night I put him – I think at at retirement I had him somewhere between 12 to 15 um, which I know is low to a lot of people. In my head, I'm like, yo, being number 12 out of however thousands many of people have played in the – yeah, like that's high as fuck, but whatever, neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I thought about it. I thought I was being a little bit irrational. There has been a lot of talk recently that he is at best third. Even I'm sure there are people who don't like LeBron who will put him squarely behind Mike. Um, I have seen a lot of conversation about Kobe being third all the time. And so that made me really think like had I been underrating him. Um and so yeah, I I redid my list over the last few days and weeks, just trying to make sure again, like I said, I was being objective. And yeah, I asked my brother Keenan to do the same, gave him some homework, and yeah, we are here now. Like I said, um, in anticipation of a documentary I am super excited about, uh, The Last Dance which premieres tomorrow night, um, to talk about our yes, top twenty five. NBA players of all time. So, uh, you ready, bro, bro?
2: Yes, sir. I am ready.
0: Um,
2: so, are you? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, so I guess we
0: can go reverse order just because I think it makes sense just to put Michael in the final conversation, if only because segue into the documentary talk. Uh, I did have some honorable mentions too that I wanted to highlight. Um, you yeah, know, for sure. Yeah, uh in no particular order. First, so first first and foremost cuz this was controversial. When I first made my first list, I didn't send you the primary list I made, but I had James Harden at 23, bro. And I sent it to a group of my other niggas and they was they were uh, they were pissed, bro. They I'm did not they didn't see bro. it. He's one of the greatest scorers of all time, bro. I think he's like closer to 25 than he is to 50. I I do. I really do. <sighs> But go ahead. I mean, here's the thing. I'm trying to be I'm trying to be objective. Like I said, you know I don't fuck with James like that. Like, his game pisses me off. At the same time, he's he, he's averaging, what, 35 a night over the last three seasons? That's a fucking incredible peak, though. He's the greatest shooting guard in this decade, not named Kobe Bryant. And Kobe is the only shooting guard in a decade because he's Kobe Bryant. He didn't have a memorable decade per se. He won that one championship and then got hurt and then kind of was just Kobe, you know? James Harden had like statistically the greatest decade of a shooting guard this decade. It's him and Clay, and Clay is in top 50. Also, so I felt bad too. I'm I'm going a lot of rants, but I was doing my oh, list. Cool. I couldn't find no bigs, bro. I mean, like I got bigs in the top 25, but um, I was doing my honorable mentions, and it's a lot of like wings, bro. Like I could not find any bigs that I would think that are like on that periphery. Um. But James Harden, James Harden, I did mean to um, go there. That's, yeah, that's yeah you're fine. James. That was a lot to unpack for me, bro. I'm not going to lie.
2: That was a lot for me to try to unpack right there. Uh, I'll, I'll only comment on a couple of real quick things that you just said, and I, I won't belabor it. So great point about the bigs, bro. So you were talking about the list, I mean, the honorable mentions. I'm looking at my list in general, and I was like, yes. <laughs> it was like picking a needle out of a haystack a few times to find anybody that was like a big that was so it. Um... In regards to James Harden, so first, the last decade, I'm willing to entertain the idea that he has been a top four, probably even top three shooting guard in the last decade.
0: Who was higher we, than him this decade?
2: Here, here's my, here's my, here's where my, my piece was Statistically, in terms of like points and things like that, I do think, and even and even the last few years, he's been, he's been better with assists as well. I would say that he probably has had the better even than Kobe or very close to Kobe's like statistically in the last decade. But a shooting guard that I think still had a very good last decade, even though we saw maybe a year and a half of them going out was Dwayne Wade. I don't think that here.
0: So is, 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 um, Wade is also in my honorable mention. So the, the reason why it was Cindy years because I sent it to a group chat with a Miami Heat fan who loves uh, Dwayne Wade. And he was incredulous that I would have James Harden slotted higher than Dwayne Wade. And I get it. I guess, like, my only argument is that Dwayne Wade peaked in 2009. I feel like his best years were before LeBron got there and then after that he was hurt. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, did Wade have a solid decade? Yes. Would he have won anything of substance without LeBron? No. Do I think – it's almost like – did, did Wade need LeBron? Yes. the LeBron lead Wade? Maybe. You know, I don't know if LeBron absolutely <laughs> needed Dwayne Wade, but Dwayne Wade needed LeBron James. So, it's one of those. Um, but I'm I'm willing to hear the argument. Like, I'm not trying to just dismiss it. Dwayne Wade did win two titles this decade, and James Harden won zero. So, that is part of the math.
2: Yeah, I also think that, like, when I think of, and I, if I remember correctly, the that Thunder Heat Finals was 2012, right? That was the 2012. Yeah, that's the 12 Finals. And I think that would have been that would have been James' year, like three or four.
0: That was year um, three for James.
2: Okay, and so I you just pointed out that you believe that Wade's last really good year, and you didn't say good year, but like maybe his his he peaked in yeah. I think his
0: peak. I think his peak was 09, 08, 09 season. Got
2: gotcha. you. I guess with thinking that that was if that's James' th- third year. Then in 2012, when he was starting to have, you know, some of his better years. And, I, and I'm counting that because he was six minutes a year to a year. And that's when he also, you know, that's when he went through shit. You could tell he's a big part of it. Up until now, you know, let's say that's, what is that, roughly about eight years, seven or eight seasons or so. Mm-hmm. If you take D-Wade's peak at 2009, 2010, that's his first seven or eight seasons as well. I think even if you kind of use that as, a, as like a, an off-measuring stick, I still think that D-Wade individually, even if we take teams out of it, had a better like seven year peak, or you know, up until that peak run or whatever. I think right now, what we're seeing with James, even though the, the way the NBA is tailoring more towards uh, uh, players like James that can, you know, create contact or, you know, know the rules of the game, because James is very smart. I won't, as much as I don't like watching him play, I also can appreciate that he's smart enough to, know, like, this is how you got to play with the rules. And if the rest don't catch on, then hell, it's not your fault. So, yeah. um, but I do think that this is kind of like his peak talent. And I think that in terms of peak talent the way, way to me was just, is just a better all-around player than uh, James.
0: No, I mean, to your point, uh, so another, <clears throat> excuse me, another name I have on my honorable mentions. I'm trying to do a, a season comp. I wish I could do their peak seasons. I need to get better at B-Bar Ref. There are people who, like, are best-bar reference fucking Wizards. I'm like, eh. Um Bro,
2: that site is amazing, but, like, i just be in that thing, like, head-spinning sometimes. i be looking <laughs> for quick stats.
0: You're right. Now I'm I'm here now looking for quick stats like, oh, I wish I could just do their peak seasons, but I can't. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so another but so as I try to figure that out, another name that will come up, well that's gonna come up in honorable mentions is Tracy McGrady. I think that um So I was using I was cross referencing uh Bill Simmons' book of basketball, which dropped in oh nine. Cause he did so he has this idea for the Hall of Fame called The Pantheon, which is less a Hall of Fame and more just, like, a top 100 players. And uh-huh. um, the basically, the better you get, the higher you up the, on, on the pyramid. And mm-hmm. – um, which I also like as a concept, too, because it's like you almost fighting for your spot. Like, nowadays, everybody gets into the Hall. And so it's like the point at which Kevin Durant, who will come up obviously in this, but the point at which Kevin Durant gets into the Hall of Fame, if if he's in, like, the top tier – that means the 100 best play. well, no matter what, the 100 best player is going to get knocked out pretty much every year. You know what I mean? Hmm. So it's got to suck if you're the 100 best player, like, hoping that somebody's not going to retire that year that's going to take your spot in the Hall of Fame. Um, right. Or maybe there could be like a, like a, like a, I don't know, an adjacent wing to the Hall of Fame once you get bumped out, like, but I also wonder too, like how that would work. Like if you get bumped out, is there a chance for you to get bumped back in? Like could somebody have a petition? I don't know. I don't know how that would work. It was it would just be janky though if you ever But that's also history though. Like at a point, you not you one forgot- of the most important players anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like you not in the hole yeah, no more. They, that's how it works. You're essentially
2: forgotten about. And so no, that that's a good point. Um I also think like with the whole, like I I know that you you kind of mentioned that everybody gets in now. I do think that uh, and I was actually speaking. Me, you actually might have talked about this maybe a few years ago. Whatever was uh, Ben Wallace's first year eligibility, mm-hmm. um, and, so, and then we and we compared it to somebody else. But but my point for bringing it up was the hall. To be quite honest with you, a lot of times is who's in your class, like that first year or two, like those two first two years are kind of like the most important. And then whenever your last year eligibility is, because that's when you kind of get some things. And I say that because if we're being quite frank, if we look at the hall that like the, the group that T-Mac was in for, and this is no disrespect to T-Mac. You're not going to slander
0: my dog. I mean, uh, go ahead and say it. Go ahead and
2: say it. Had he been, had he retired a year? I think, cause I think he was the year before, the year after Iris and Shacken, right? Like he so. was in that hall group. It, so whatever it was, year before, year after, if he had retired with them and become Hall, what the same year, he's not a first ballot Hall of Fame.
0: No, he's not.
2: And it, and it kind of, and that's what the Hall to me is. Like, I know it seems like sometimes everybody gets in, but the fact, respectfully, I understand that. But
0: everybody do get in, bro. It's all about, I mean, you made the the point about first ballot versus whatever else. Like, people are still mad about Chris Webber not being in the Hall. And Chris Webber's going to make the Hall of Fame. Like, oh, agreed. He's going to make it, but is Chris Webber a first ballot Hall of Famer? Probably, but he's also a dickhead. So it's like, yeah. I agree that he shouldn't be in the Hall yet. So some like, so to your point, Somebody like Chris Bosch. I think Chris Bosch is like He's a first and a half ish butt ballot hall of famer. He didn't make it this year because of the class. Like he would look yeah. weird going in with KG Duncan and Kobe. So they were like Agreed. Well, you gotta wait till next year. And he felt a way about it, but it's like like you said, class matters. So what does first ballot right. really mean at the end of the day? Like it gives you a little bit more clout in the grand scheme of things. You didn't have to wait a year or two years or three years. Like Yeah. Um Dwight's going in the Hall of Fame. People, there, There's a legitimate argument. I think Dwight's one of the, the 75 greatest players of all time. I think he deserves to be in. But there's a legit – and that's the weird part, too, is like I was uh, – back to T-Mac in a second, but I was cross-referencing the book of basketball. And I'm looking at these names, and I'm running out of names. And I'm like, maybe it's not that hard to crack the top 50, bro. Like, Gary Payton was number 40 in Bill's book. And I'm like, would Gary Payton even halfway consider making my top 25? And I'm like, nah. And I'm like, well, okay, John Stockton's in my honorable mentions. He's also an honorable mention. And I'm like, that's just based off the fact he was A, on the Dream Team, and B, made two finals. Gary Payton made one finals. Like, I don't I don't hey, know man. how to really – he, he, he won a the, ring. Oh, he won a ring.
2: Won a ring with the Heat. Remember? So, so yeah, so it's kind
0: of like I really don't know how to, like, call this shit, bro. I really bro, don't know. Honestly, what, what I've
2: noticed, if you are – what I've noticed, because I, I was looking in, I can't remember who, I, I can't remember I was looking at. Maybe it was Bleacher reports or somebody like that. They did a top 50 like either this year or last year. Um, and like you said, Gary Payton was like number 47. I think John Saxon in there. But I bring that up to say, like, for a lot of people, when it comes to either Hall of Fame or being like one of the greatest, really all you had to do was be a star. Like, not even the star, a star on a team that made it to the finals. And most people will consider you to be one of the greatest. Brid- and so- that's kind of the, the realm that Gary Payton makes into it. Um uh, who's who's? In the, I had another example the other day when I was when I was watching. So somebody else said list. Oh, Patrick Ewing. Yeah, I,
0: I, I didn't put Pat on my list at all. I'm not impressed yeah. with Pat. And so that's that's kind of a problem with my list, and we'll talk about this when we get to, inevitably get to Mike. I can't quite tell if the '90s sucked or if he was just that fucking good. But either way, I don't really have any '90s players in here other than Mike and Akeem, bro. Like the, the '90s was not that impressive to me as a time in basketball. It was the '80s and everything post LeBron. But, like, Mike was so dominant in the 90s that he almost made everybody else, like, suck. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't respect Charles Barkley. I don't respect Carl Malone. I don't respect those guys because, like, up against Mike, it's like, no, y'all wasn't going to win. Y'all never had a chance to win a title, dog. And it's... (laughs) Real. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so it's almost like, I I wonder... I was thinking about this in the shower earlier. Like, I wonder if... I'm stepping on all my Mike content now, but it's like if Mike doesn't take those two years off, does that help everybody else's, does it help everybody else's legacy? Cause they might've been oh, able yeah. to like beat him at a point and been like, okay, cool. Like Michael Jordan wasn't a fucking guy, but the fact he took them two years off, came back and then dismissed them niggas again. It's like, all of you sucked, bro. Like all of you, look, he took two years off and just came back. summarily, was like, all of you are still my fucking peons dog. Like,
2: yeah. So, and I, and to your point, I don't want to go too much into it. Cause we understand that we're going to end on that. And I know that like, it's easy to get caught up in that because really, so we'll go to those two parallels at, at the time, but I have two, two thoughts about that, like about my list at home. And I guess I can say those things now.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: One, my list is going to be mostly comprised of like the lifetime that I got to actually see a lot of players. Like I don't have a lot of, a lot of people on my list that is like, you got to bring up yeah, because that to me, I just can't grade with it. At. So, so I'm, so it's part of my list that some people might sound biased. And then the other one is just like, there is going to be a point where, if you, how do I, petty you, nigga, if you were kind of like on a team where it was just like, nigga, you kept getting dominated by anybody, like whether they be, we talking Jordan, we talking Bron, Kobe, whoever you wanna think about, I had to like really think and look like, how good were you? Like, were you, were you a team? I mean, were you a guy that was just like you was able to put up numbers or like you were just the only guy there? Because one thing that me and you have talked about, or that at least uh, uh, I've said before, is that now when you think of the NBA, there are quadruple, at the very least, great, not good, great players in the league right now right. than what it was 20 years ago. There is at least triple great players than what it was in the league in 2005.
0: man. Like, I, that's great. that's Not something good. that gets Don't, lost bro. in conversation. And I try to be fair, cause again, like you really can't. So like I, I include Russell and Chamberlain just like for historical purposes. Like, they didn't want to fuck they won a lot and put up crazy numbers. Like I think they deserve to be. I think if you put Will Chamberlain in twenty twenty, he'd figure it out. I think if you put Bill Russell in twenty twenty, he'd figure it out. Would they be putting up astronomical numbers? No. But winners win. Mm-hmm. Um I say I to say you. though that like uh I don't know. It's a little weird that, um, yeah, like comparing errors is hard. It's impossible almost. Um, Agree. Yeah. 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 Just comparing I guess, is
1: impossible.
2: And, and really, and, and I know we got to get to the list because I know we could talk like on side things all day. Like, I guess I just think about it. And these players were good in their own right for maybe a couple of years or so. But like, there was a point in time, um, uh, I just happened to pull it up in like I think this is old O one O one O two season. The third team All NBA, respectfully, when I say this next these next statements, was Jermaine O'Neal, Ben Wallace, Dikembe Matumbo, Steve Nash, and Paul Pierce. I'm Bro, trying to figure out person...
0: that front court positionally, like who plays the three Bro, in a theoretical the game. Thing. The
2: two <laughs> the two forwards are Jermaine O'Neal and Ben. And
0: Wallace, Ben Wallace. Yeah, like who scores? Jermaine O'Neal? Like is that just. That's are, the only
2: third in that particular year, bro. That's just guys? a random year. the The next year, the next year after that, the third, the third team was Jamal Mashburn.
0: Shout out to Jermaine. Mash. Shout out to my nigga Mash. Keep going,
2: bro. And, and Stephon Marbury, Steve Nash, Paul Pierce. Like, I'm not saying that they were always. But I don't get me wrong. These guys would have like a season or two. But to imagine they made an All NBA team, and then probably two or three years before there, or two or three years later, we never spoke about them again, mm-hmm. or like they were resorted to you know a bench pro that's that's nothing bad because to making the nba going to be that good is obviously amazing man
0: Mash like, it up is, numbers the, like, bro don't get it fucked up like it,
2: look and i was a michael red fan michael red made Try a third michael oh four like, and then Mike, michael red had what, like what would you say he michael red was on two,
0: the 08 uh olympic team too bro bro
2: he literally he had like a three-year stretch or something like that two and a half year stretch and then, like, his kneecap said, nah, bro, you can't play no more. Brandon Roy is another example of that. Like, I know these, I know these are guys that are injured that I'm, that I'm kind of mentioning, but, like, G- Gilbert Arenas, no injuries, pull a gun out, of course, a little bit different, but nigga was agent Shot zero, Gil, sniper bro. shooting, and then next thing you know, like, three years later, you're off the league, bro. Shot you know what I mean? Gil, man.
0: Gil's a legend.
2: So, that's just kind of things that I think about when I'm thinking of, like, you know, those top, those, those All-In-B teams are supposedly the top 15 players in the league that year. And some of these guys like make one, and you don't see them again for like twenty years. That doesn't mean that they're bad players, or like they're just okay. But it's like it's not continued. Like that's not a continued greatness. Like no, but I mean, I'm looking in on three of these teams: Ben Wallace, and I think I see Chauncey on two of these teams.
0: Man. Shout out to my nigga, Uncle you know? Chauncey. But, yeah. but no, I think and that's, that's what I was gonna. What, you, what you say?
2: I was saying Kyle Lowry, senior.
0: Anyways, um. <laughs> Well, uh, that's what I was going to say before I lost my train of thought. Um, I think we don't take enough into consideration that once upon a time, and it's not to say nothing about how people used to train, but nowadays mm-hmm. kids are like and – I'm not trying to, like, again, dump it to the mic mistake, but, like, Michael Jordan got cut from his JV team. You know what I'm saying? Like, nowadays yeah, that yeah. would never happen to – a prodigy, you know what I'm saying? Like these kids are like getting trained from 11, 12, 13 to become professional basketball players, and I feel like once upon a time that wasn't necessarily a thing. And so, yeah, just knowing that the league—it's 450 people who've been trying to be professional athletes since they was 11—versus once upon a mm-hmm. time, like if you was six nine, you just happened to get like a college like Scotty went to fucking Scotty Pippen. Also my honorable mentions went to like central Arkansas state or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like just happened yeah, to yeah. be a talented person who hit a growth spurt and got noticed. Um, that happened mm-hmm. a lot back in the day. Like made like Juco, like Dennis Rodman went to like some petty ass Juco in Texas and got discovered. You know what I'm saying? That was just happened back in the day. It's it's weird. Yeah.
2: Niggas, niggas was working on farms and getting picked up for real like that, and that was like semi recent. Like even even when I think about like as I got older and really realized uh, like a little bit about like school or whatever. This nigga Lindsey Hunter went to uh, what is it, Nice State or Mississippi Valley State or some yes, shit, I'm like and that. then Joe Dumars yeah, Joe did the Dumars same too. Like Joe dude, yeah. yeah, like it was like and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying the HBCUs and these small schools don't have like talent or anything, but like to randomly go find that. I understand that for black, that's kind of really one of the few places they could play back in the 70s, and 80s.
0: Be right, but like,
2: exactly. but Seriously? Like, yeah. I, I think now more than anything, of course, like with technology and different regimens being able to be created, but now there's so many more uh, people that I think are better athletes that can also play basketball. Like, mm-hmm. you see a lot more... Of course, when people – like, I think over time, everybody's had to do multiple sports and stuff like that. Like, I think now, like, how we kind of jokingly say about, like, LeBron could go and, you know, probably be a tight end. Like, he could have been a tight – well, not now, now. But, like, his, probably, his career he probably could have went and played professional football if he could take the hits. Granted, we don't know that. But it's like – and he could have been good at it still. That's that's my point. Like, he could have been really good at it still. Like, you you hear about something – like, you, you heard all the things about Kobe with being – like being a pretty good so like a really decently accurate like soccer player and everything like that and all these mm-hmm. different things. And it's like players nowadays are great athletes, um, who also just happen to play basketball. I just happen to focus focus on that a little bit more.
0: Right. No, um yeah, I mean that was the kind of I'm I'm not gonna touch that yet. That was that was a LeBron versus Mike conversation I wanted to touch too was that like LeBron's just genetically um yeah, we'll talk about that later. Uh, yeah, let me get through the rest of the honorable mentions. Uh, I said Harden, I said Pippen. Who? Putting Scotty Pippin in my honorable mentions actually took, like, a level. Uh, again, another level of objectivity on my end, people. Y'all don't understand the sort of, like, mm-hmm. grudges I've, I've held against a number of people on this list over the years, bro. Like, Scotty, I've always argued that... Um, had the Bulls draft Rick Fox instead of Scotty. Like Rick Fox would be the like thirty-fifth greatest player of all time. It's just about circumstance. And niggas would get mad at me when I said it. And I'm like, man, listen. I don't know if like Rick Fox was bad. I just know that Scotty happened to be Michael Scott kicking. Rick Fox wasn't. So I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. using Rick Fox as like an example. I'm just saying that like I really think that a, any, not any, but like most six, eight, lanky niggas who can hit an open jump shot. Next to Michael Jordan from 1989 to 2000 would have been historically great. You know, it's just an argument. Just an argument.
2: No, that makes sense though.
0: Um, but I do. There is this one night I remember Scotty as a kid. I remember watching this game. Scotty like made like six threes in a row. It wasn't Mike. It was Scotty. Like he came down, banged the three, came down, banged. I was like, yo, Scotty, Scotty, bro. I ain't hoop, bro.
2: bro Scotty. Scotty was showing out when he went uh when he had a few years alone, and then when he went to the Blazers, I ain't gonna lie, that kind of gave me some respect for Mister Scotty a little bit. Cause at first I no, to
0: but even when too. Mike came back for the second three p bro, like Scotty was definitely closer to one beat than two dog. Like Scotty was helping that man immensely.
2: Oh no, hundred percent agree. Um,
0: dude, that's pretty much my honorable mentions. Everybody I've seen anyway, I put John Havlicek on here out of respect. George Gervin, the proto uh the proto Kevin Durant. And Rick Barry, just because, like, I feel like Rick Barry just... I've heard so many Rick Barry stories that I know he was a legend. Um,
1: the yeah. film ain't
0: that great, but, like, I've seen enough. I was going to put Bob Cousy down out of general principle, but the I... only thing I think about when I see Bob Cousy is that clip of him in white and black dribbling in a circle with, like, one hand and can't nobody catch him. I'm like, that was basketball yeah, in 1960? Probably... That was... That's crazy. That's actually crazy.
2: Yeah, for me, it was wild. I think I got a couple of those people, like... So the way I made my list, I'll be honest with you, I kind of like grouped things. So at first I had to the group them together just kind of like my position because I had to try to break down like, damn, who are like just some of the top people per position I could think of? Because at first, like going through so many different people's lists, especially to being some older people, I'm like, bro, I don't really know somebody, like I know their name, and know like scene to film, but like, nah. And then I kind of just like, well, towards the top of the list, well, bottom of the list to 20ish to 25, maybe 18 to 25. I just kind of got them clumped, like in, in the sense of like, Yes, you could be better than this person, but honestly, if you're 23 instead of 21, like I don't feel like right. Really
0: have a <laughs> what does it matter? So yeah, I, um, I tried to be diligent about because I, I did the same thing pretty much. Um, I tried to be diligent about why group certain people together. So yeah, we can. Um, yeah. what what was you about to say?
2: No, I was going to say, yeah, because that's really how I realized that I didn't have no big man for this list because I was struggling trying to get, like, I was trying to at least get five for each position, and I think I got down to, like, center, center, and I was like, wow, bro. I was stuck at, it was at the point where I had to put Pat Ewing as as an honorable mention for the, just off of GP. Um, Yeah, I got a lot of fours.
0: I I got a lot of fours, not many fives.
2: I got a I got a few fours for sure. Um I guess if so I had to do I, I do have so I do have Harden in my honorable mention. The person I'm about to, that you're gonna hear me mention ahead of him is gonna make you wanna fight me. But it also took me a lot to realize if I want the person to get honorable mention or like number twenty-four, twenty-five, I'll be real with you. And then um this is gonna sound crazy. Mm-hmm. I have not been able to fully find a way. Uh I put John Stockton in my honorable and I put um uh, who was it? Oh, I'm on the fence about this one. So this this is going to be kind of, I don't know if you had another thing you want to say, but it's going to kind of be like my segue into being like my 25th or my honorable mention. Right here, I'll be honest with
0: you. Okay. Go, I mean, we can uh, jump right in. Go ahead.
2: I'm kind of on the fence between Jason Kidd and Kyrie as my
0: 25th. Ooh, you, like oh, a, I mean, yeah, your list is more modern than mine. Um... Neither of them were even in consideration. And I don't even know why you got Kyrie that high. He so Kyrie was
2: – <laughs> Kyrie is only considered for a few things. Kyrie's considered off of skill mostly. Not anything he's accomplished or anything like that, but off of skill alone when I think of, like, point guards. Kyrie is up there for me as probably, like, a top 12 point guard. Um, but Jason Kidd is – Jason Kidd was in arguably the best draft class ever. He made about – he made it about 20 years in the league. Um, and he won. He won a shit. His game altered as he got older into the league. He learned to shoot. Um, so to me, he's a guy that that I would consider to be probably like my top and my top twenty-five slash honorable mention will be J. Kidd.
0: Okay, let me pull up his stats real quick. I guess like when I think of Jason Kidd, and again, I'm biased. This is one of yeah. those ones where um. I guess maybe I wasn't as objective as I wanted to be, but I think of Jason Kidd and I think of those I don't I don't think of him as like So I watched one he made it, of those All Star game. games. I watched the ninety five all the ninety six All Star game a week and a half was, ago. You said what? Yeah.
2: No, no, I'm listening to you. You said you yeah. watched 96 All-Star game.
0: Yeah, I watched 96 all Star game a week and a half ago. And he made the team and second year. And I'm like, dang, Jason Kill was that good, his second year in the league. Um Yeah. Um he's been an
2: all NBA first team five times, second team once. he Even on the defensive team, defensive first defensive yeah, team 10 period. Time first
0: team second, ten, um Um co rookie
2: of the year. Uh He's like uh, I, I looked it up at one point. I can't remember right now. Top of my head, I think he's in like the top eight or top ten for assists uh, in the league. Um, and he's been to the finals what three times? Uh, one, one, yeah, one. Twice won, with, I think it is. Uh,
0: New Jersey and once the, with
2: and once for the Mets. yep. won a ring with the uh, with the Mavs in 2011 with Dirt. Um, yeah, I mean he was a uh, he was on a Olympic team as well, if I remember right. Yeah, no, he was on the team. eight Olympic
0: team um
2: yeah and and he was on the 2000 so i was thinking of the 2000 one but yes he was an 08 as i'm as i'm looking it up now so yes to me to to make to kind of end why i chose him like that's one of the reasons why i i chose jason Kidd. i think that he's definitely formidable point guard that could be in the top 25 i
0: don't hate it i guess i just have never valued and i'm speaking out of both sides of my neck because (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, making the making the finals. Making the finals. Winning the chip is winning the chip. The Pistons won the chip in the e- in the weekies too. But I guess like I never respected those nest teams, bro. And I fully expected when they made those finals, they was gonna get dragged, which happened both times. So, <laughs> um yeah, like I never really, I never really respected Jason Kidd's game. Like, I, re- I understood like how cold he was as a point guard. I think he came in second in MVP his first New Jersey year. Like, he was definitely transformative to that team. Um, had an incredible career. He's one of the top ten point guards of all the time. Um, yeah, I guess just, like, everything around it colored how I viewed his career. So, like, he was a notorious, like, dickish teammate. Um, I never really thought his teams were that good. When he finally did win a championship, he was, like, the fourth most important player on that team. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like all like all these considered, uh, I guess like I put him in my top fifty. Definitely, I don't. I get, like putting them close to twenty five is, but again, like I don't. I, I mean, again, your list is more modern than mine, so I'm sure that all, that's also coloring, um, him being closer to your twenty five. But yeah, that's where I land. On Jason Kidd was that just very no much when he was a Pistons rival. I was like, yeah. Because I, I don't know. I, I think back to our championship sometime and again, like, you don't give back titles. But, like, I don't know if you play that that, uh, that series ten times, how many times we actually win it. Like, we we won it the time that we were supposed to win it. I think if, like – I think I think if you give if, – if Shaq and Kobe believe in mysticism and they go to, like, a, a fucking palm reading the night before the series and, like, they actually get real knowledge that they're going to get blown out if they don't take, get their shit together – they beat us in five games, bro. Like there is no chance that actually Kobe just wasn't trying to be a nigga teammate no more. Like that was literally all it was. was Kobe was disinterested in being Shaq's teammate.
2: I feel you. I mean, I guess really, I take it. So, so I, the comparison make makes sense. Um, but I guess honestly, probably outside and not everyone that would be exaggerating, but really probably outside of almost everyone that the Warriors have won in the last few years, most ones I'm like. This Not only can it go either way But the team that won Probably really Shouldn't Like whether we talk about Like the cast When we talk about As, as, as much as I kind of like As much as I'm happy That the Rockets won Like them niggas Like Like it's almost like Well damn Was this niggas Was them niggas supposed to Like There's even times Like like if we'll we are really take about look at this, That's
0: gonna come up in my Hakeem I have a Hakeem really high oh, I feel like people gonna hear that Hear where I have a Hakeem And be like Really? I'm gonna be like Yeah
2: Well, no, go ahead
0: and do 25. I know we, you know, let's keep him. Yeah, all right, so I'm just going to do 25, 24, and 23 together because I feel like they are, they belong together in a way. 25 is Carl Malone, 24 is Charles Barkley, and 23 is the big ticket, Kevin Garnett. Um, Mm. So keeping it a bug, I was doing my damnness to keep Charles and Carl both out of this list. Like, you know I hate both of them, To To the mountaintops. Um, Less Charles than Carl. I feel like I've given Charles a bad rap because I don't like him on television nowadays. But you watch Charles' old games, and that nigga was a problem. You watch 93 – I watched a lot of Jordan this last month, 93 finals. Uh Um, Charles was a problem in the 93 playoffs, period, point blank. He won MVP that year. So, um, coming off the 92 Dream Team, like, he was clearly motivated – which we'll talk We ha- we also have an episode Dedicated to The Olympic Basketball team Coming up I'm just Of the opinion That like Being on the Olympic team Helps your career bro Like Carmelo's best year Was off the 08 Dream I mean the 08 Redeem team Charles' best year Was off the 92 Dream team Like I think Having Like just, I don't know What it is Being around Elite niggas Just makes you want To prove that you Elite too Or something like that I don't know No it makes sense Um Um, but Carl, like Carl made two finals, one, two MVP. He won an MVP in a lockout year. And I, I feel like I forget it until I look it up again. And I'm like, Carl Malone won an MVP. Um, especially all things considered, bro. After Jordan put you out twice, like you don't win no more, nothing. I don't care if it's an MVP, a most improved player. Like you get no more trophies, dog. Like, sorry.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I, um, I'm not mad at that at all because I've I've never really been ready to give Carmelo any type of, like, credit. Like, yes, he's, what, top two, top three on the scoring list and all that. I get it. But uh, that nigga, to me, was never really skilled. Like, he was in a league where niggas ran a pick and roll, pick and pop, and he couldn't hit a 15-foot jump shot, which, I mean, it's not the easiest thing against other, you know, professional players. But that nigga wasn't really doing nothing for me. Um, He was elite from
0: jump, though. He averaged 29. He averaged 31 a game. What was this? 89-90. Yeah. No, he, he, he averaged 31 30 a night. I he never he knew. 34
2: years in a row.
0: He averaged 29-1 he averaged his fourth year, 31 his fifth year, 29 his sixth year, 28 his seventh year. He was a walking 25, bro. He averaged 25 a night for his whole career. Yeah.
2: I'm, I would never call him a scrub. I just don't think his skill set was that. Yeah, I just don't think it was all of that. Um, I just think it's
0: something to be said about the eye test. And it's all about respect. I remember my dad just telling me about how Isaiah would punk. Well, I think Isaiah and Carl got into a fight in the early, uh, late, 90, late 80s, early 90s. Um, uh-huh. And then, like I said, I mean, just being a sort of Mike Super fan, I never thought he was going to lose them series to Utah, to Carl Malone. Come on, bro.
2: Bro, I, I didn't even know where Utah was at the time. Like, I'm just like, who? So, no, that makes sense. Charles, I don't think I'm going to say with Charles being that high either. The only surprise in there, not in a bad way, is you putting KG there. I'm not going to lie. That threw me off. Not because he doesn't necessarily. Do you think to be lower high. or higher? Um, he's, he's probably about accurate. Like, he's probably not far off. The me being surprised is actually more on a personal level for you. Oh. You putting KG there. Not, I mean, I so respect the game, his.
0: bro. I th- I think, I mean, I think Dirk and Tim had better careers. they to come. Um, But I'm, I can't hate on it. I think he, he won an MVP. He was one of, we talk all the time about how the Western Conference was just loaded with power forwards in that specific uh-huh. period. He was yes. consistently one of the two or three best power forwards in that, in that space. Um, Like I said, won an MVP, was the 1C one year in Minnesota. He tried to make Minnesota work. It just didn't work. No no shade to him. Um, And then he got to Boston and won a ring. So, I I respect, like, the totality of the career. Like, he came in killing shit. He was one of the most impactful players as a rookie. And then from year two was damn near an all-star until he got too old to be an all-star. So, yeah, I respect it.
2: That's good to hear from you, man. I, I I was literally just surprised coming from you, bro. That's literally it.
0: I remember we went to a Minnesota game as kids. You heckled the fuck out of Kevin Kevin in, bro. You might not remember that, but you was going hard. I don't, away. bro. Are you serious? Because I think my dad took us to this one. And the second we uh-huh. sat down, you was on tip. My dad was like, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I used to be a heckler, heckler, bro. Like for real. When we have when, when that's... we was at close, close, I was like, I wonder if the players could actually hear this dude because he is not quiet. <laughs>
2: you, you say childless. You say your pops is probably, like, hey, dog, you gotta, you gotta relax, Nick <laughs>
0: <laughs> No, it was. Just, I just remember it though, cause like everybody around us found you so amusing. Like you were like this 8 year old who's like actually like heckling these grown ass men. I'm right. like dog. Good times, man. Mr. bro that's
2: funny um
0: I mean, okay uh, yeah, no, I have... yeah, go, yeah go ahead go ahead
2: so mine i'll be honest these are kind of lumped together so these next three i don't even think i would really care about the order so much for these next three <laughs> um mine are reggie miller dominique wilkins and uh i just had it i'm sorry i, I scrolled too far down my list um
0: uh mellow oh you got mellow hi wow i mean i'm really interested to see where your list goes um yes so um and i didn't even think about really, Nick, honestly
2: yeah so nick is on there in my top 25 uh this is probably the one time well no there's one of the person's list is going to get this kind of treatment too um it's more so kind of because of uh his his like he was he was an alternate. he was a very good scorer but also just like his kind of like his uh, then athleticism at the time especially you know whether it be with dunks or just be like high flying he's one of the one of the kind of the earlier guys you know along with the Dr J's and the George Gervin's that was just like kind of a high flyer during that time in Atlanta they didn't really win anything of substance from what I can remember right now off the top of my head um he uh, I think he played his best years of course with the Hawks I think he played with for them for like maybe ten years or I mean 11 years. I always so he hear about be,
0: um he had these iconic playoff battles against the Celtics and bird never won them, but they were always yeah. entertaining. So.
2: Yeah. And and I try to not put too much stock of like, of course how you did in this performance thing in there, but like, so he was there. Um, Reggie Miller. I, I feel like he speaks for himself, but like, I guess to defend it, like Reggie Miller is uh, before Steph and clay, like just to be completely honest. Well, to this day, not even skip that. Reggie Miller is still a top five shooter of all time. That's including those two people. I just named Ray Allen, him and then we could probably find somebody else you know if I really can think in the next 30 seconds while we're talking about it um uh a guy that made it to a few he made it to the finals once lost to the Lakers um in six I think they lost they were, they were the first team that lost to the Lakers in that in that first p or in that three-peat with Shaq and Kobe um then uh made a couple eastern government finals when I remember had some good battles in New York was a career a career basically 20 point score maybe like 19 points um uh but even before the three point shot was really like a main thing, he's like forty percent three point shooter. Um, of course, we know the famous Garden eight points in like what thirteen seconds or something like that. You know, choke sign, the to, to spike, and all that. So uh, that's kind of there. And then Mellow, no matter what we might say, and I know that the like mellow's kind of like team thing like that. Melo is one of the best scorers that I can honestly say that I got to like watch, watch. Um, and again, I, like I preference my list, like a lot of this is going to be like newer people because I, I try to stick with people that like, I got really do a lot about and try not to get you know, too much fuzzy tape out. And Mello was a guy like that, that like 18 feet in on, on like the mid block, mid post or whatever. Mm. Mello was like undefeated, bro. Like, like I, I, I've never seen anybody basically be like, even though he irritates me with the eight second holding the ball, basically during every time he gets it, it was almost like, it was almost money every time. And for early in his career, it didn't take him a lot of buckets. Like I think a lot of people like try to make it uh, a lot of attempts. Excuse me. Like a lot of people try to make it seem um, he was actually decently efficient early on, especially in Denver. Um, and part of it was the offense that George Carl ran, of course. But uh, Melo, when you're that gifted of a score, you're a three-time uh, gold, three-time Olympian medal, three-time Olympic medalist. Excuse me. Um, and like I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, he's like the most decorated NBA or like basketball athlete for the Olympics. Uh, and he's NCAA, you know, champion all this stuff. He's one of the, he's probably arguably the second greatest player that came out in arguably the second greatest draft class ever, or the third greatest draft class ever, however you want to look at it. So yeah, that's that's why Mello was on my list.
0: That's fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think Mello blew it. I ain't gonna lie. I think Mello had a chance to be top twenty-five. I put him somewhere about like he's fifty-ish. I, I think like if I had to, I think if I expanded it to fifty, I have a hard time getting him past, like, 45. But I feel like Melo blew it. I feel like Melo had a real chance to – it's weird to think um, of that draft class. I mean, that's the thing is you you really don't know who's going to become a legend out of these draft classes or whatever. But that draft class was so hyped, and it was really anticipated that two or three of them would um, become all-timers. And, I mean – all timer is such a nebulous term. Like, if you are a memorable player, you are a memorable player. And, like I said, me putting Melo at like 45 of however many thousands of players all time is still high, but still amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, still like dang. He could have been 15, 16, 17.
2: Um, right. It's, I think, really for me, the craziest part. And you kind of like kind of briefly hit on like all timers or whatever there from that draft, but I mean. In the top five alone, four of the top five people are gonna be in the Hall of Fame someday. And I believe, I could be wrong on this, but I believe I was just reading something the other day that uh, David West was also in that draft class. Mm -hmm, He was. Um, So, you honestly, David West has has an opportunity depending on what class he's getting into. I could see him sneaking into the Hall of Fame um, just like on the level of consistency,
3: especially if if he
0: get in. So, this is also a real tangent because. I threw this in the Teens After Guild chat and got laughed out of there, but I was like, all right, Joe Johnson, Hall of Fame, yes or no? You think it too mm, hard. you get get, in. Give me
2: one second. You're hey, getting in. No, give me one second.
3: Just, just, Joe me, Johnson's getting see. in
0: the Hall of Fame, bro. He's got like – if he's like an eight-time All-Star, it takes six Ooh. All-Stars and 18,000 points. That's all it takes. That's the threshold. So look, it all I'm leaning
2: towards, without even having his full stats up, I'm leaning towards yes. And here's why I'm leaning towards yes. I'm leaning towards yes because I believe, on the top of my head, there was like two, maybe three years in Phoenix where he was just like the man, the man. And then he had uh, at least four years for sure in Atlanta. And then he had a solid year in Brooklyn one time. And I think he had a five-year stretch. He was a 20-plus point scorer and oh, he was he a was walking 20 in 20 in Atlanta.
0: He was t- he 21 a night in Atlanta over seven years. So, yes. so But you knew with, what you with, was with getting the- out of Joe Johnson, bro. I remember when they paid yeah. that nigga that max contract. I was talking to Donovan, and I was like, you giving a max contract to a 21 a night nigga? He's never getting over 21 a night. I was like, Joe Johnson's type of nigga that give you 30 every two weeks. You'd be like, ooh, Joe Johnson. And it's like, once every five games, they're gonna cut it if I'm paying you 145 million dollars, dog. <laughs> like I don't know.
2: And then, I, then the legend of ISO Joe was born.
0: ISO Joe, that's my dog. I love. Yeah, Joe. Johnson. I mean, that's a great point. I mean, that's a great point. So I mean,
2: like you, said, like we were talking about earlier with the hall. Like, yes, are more people getting in now? with things because also it's like, well, the pickings of who you got, but it's also like. Well, depending on the class, like some a certain amount and I've I i do not know the whole uh, the detail I can't think of right now, but like there's a certain amount of people that have to be voting into the call every year. It's like if if the pickings happen to be slim at this point in time, we either have to go older people that may have, you know, been retired for many years instead of first ballot or whatever. Like so like people are gonna get in out the strength of somebody's gotta get in the hall. We gotta put, you know, 80 y'all in every year whatever the number is. And you gotta hear, oh, here's the one thing that they want to touch on about the hall, then they, we can move on. Mm-hmm. We have to remember, and we being like fans, this is not the NBA Hall of Fame. It's the basketball, it's the basketball Hall of Fame. are like, right. taking to totality. So, like, I think you made a great point earlier about Chris Weber. I believe he'll be in the Hall of Fame as well. But, like, people forget. Like, he had a story career, like, at Mission with the Fab Five. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to get in because this isn't just about the NBA. This isn't just about his
0: time with oh, the yeah, team yeah. and stuff. like. His whole body of you know work. So, gets him like, into the Hall for sure.
2: And that's why a lot of these guys will get in. And sometimes you look at their resume You're like wow I mean He did good his first You know Two years in the league And in college Or whatever it was And then you're like Well what happened after that Well because it's the The whole inclusive Hall of Fame Not the You know The years that you were starting the NBA Hall of Fame
0: Let me tell you The second Anton Jameson Gets in I'm rioting Um Hey but I ain't gonna lie For a long time I
2: wanted Paul Pierce And Anton Walker Doing together Obviously this is <laughs> many Many years ago
0: But Not the twine dog <laughs> I love the Antoine. But we used to. It's I, it's, I feel like it, we used to hit a lot of Celtics games. I know I used to go to a lot of Celtics games because I remember oh, I seeing know. Antoine. I, I used to
2: love the shimmy, bro. I love the shimmy, bro. I've never I remember seeing Antoine. I hope that Antoine. Paul Pierce will speak at his uh, – when he get, in, when he get in, uh, in, uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame in a few years, I hope that he and Antoine Walker come and speak. I really <laughs> do. It. I don't even know their relationship, but I hope he gets I don't Paul.
0: either, but, yeah. they. I mean, they was – they almost made that finals in, uh, in 0-1, 0-1 or 0-2. Yeah, yeah. 0-2 because they, oh, beat, they beat the Pistons in the second round to get to – Yeah.
2: So, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, no, them, them teams were solid, bro. I mean, you know, them, them players. Um, all right, yeah, my number I did 25, 24, 23. 22 is Elgin Baylor. Early, don't feel compelled to defend it. He was a cold nigga in the 60s, immediately mm-hmm. cold. Mm-hmm. Um, immediately, I think he averaged like 32 a night. His second nigga, year in the league, yeah,
2: that nigga came out the gate. You're correct.
0: Um, Tragic story though. He didn't win a ring, and then he retired nine he went, games into the seventy two season. And then the second he retired, they won that ring <laughs> in seventy two. I was
2: about to say, then he lose to like Bill Russell and them like yeah, so yeah. Like, I like, mean, yeah, they him. they
0: kept getting stumped in the sixties by the Celtics. Yeah. Um, I think in seventy two he just said like he was worn out. He was thirty seven by then. He was like burnt out. said so he didn't feel like hooping no more. Um retired on his own uh, volition and then they went on to win the title so he I technically remember. was not a member of that championship team which sucks but
2: it's wow and I'm sorry real quick side note just because you said he wasn't a member um I don't know if you remember the it was the year that the Cavs won the finals against the uh Warriors and they were talking about if they would give Anderson Barajal a ring because mm-hmm. they had released him like 30 games into the year 40 into the year and that's when I first found out that it's up to the team. Like there's no set amount of games that people have to play with you to get one. Like it's up to the team that wins if they want to give it to them. Yeah. And I heard they didn't give Verizar a ring, or maybe he didn't want it. I could be mixed up the story a little bit. But that's I mean, wild, it, 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 that for Verjust, I feel like there, if I was career, You said what? No, it is funny for in Virgil's case, just in this example, it's like if you to play for him that like autumn year like yeah, after like Went yeah, the yeah. run after he left like he was a like, kind of the heart so soul, not the best player, but you know, he was an energetic guy. And then you leave 40 games into the season. You play them in the finals, lose, and they don't get you a ring. I right. can't remember, again, if he said he don't want one or not. But I'm just like, that's wild, bro. You got to feel away. I don't care what nobody say.
0: I mean, I don't – I ain't counting uh, uh, Mayor Dan's pockets. But uh, to me, that would be a funny gag gift if, like, you just send that nigga a ring. Like, congratulations. I mean, just on some right. shit. I don't know. <laughs> like, no, know I agree I'm with saying? you. Um, but hey, like I said, I don't know if he just got an extra hundred grand laying around for the extra rings. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what <laughs> Mayor Dan's pockets looking like nowadays.
2: You, you know that's damn near right offs And don't don't the NBA help you get your ring too? I like they do.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they put something on it, or you get a discount mm. from whoever. Um, yeah, true, so Elgin Baylor's like they- 22. Um, yeah, go ahead.
2: No, go ahead. You keep, you keep going for okay. a few. I, I yeah, think like. Ahead
0: especially for the higher-ups. I think we should probably be like three, four in a row if we can. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, 22, I got Elgin Baylor. 21 and 20, I got 21, I got AI. 20, I got Zeke, Isaiah Thomas. I'm stopped mm. in. I think Zeke mm. had a really good career. I, I So, I actually subbed out Zeke for James Harden. Like, I, I had James Harden at 23, and then I like rejiggered some things. Ended up putting Isaiah at 20. But, um, yeah, I, f- I felt guilty on first list for not including Zeke. Because Zeke honestly doesn't have that many individual accolades. He has two titles. He has that one Finals MVP. It's always incredible to me that um, Joe won the first Finals MVP, bro. Like, Bro, I want you
2: to know that. It, I didn't know that Joe won the Finals MVP until probably like the last few years,
0: bro. Yeah, like, Joe won the first MVP. one. That's the crazy part. Joe won the first one. Like, and I'm like, I, was- I, I mean, nobody ever... Well, I don't... I don't I, I'm, I'm not... We weren't around in 1990 to know what they were talking about, but I'm sure it didn't hurt yeah. Isaiah's legacy that Joe Dumars won the finals MVP. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like, it was just of weird. course the
2: only thing that I can believe is that they probably gave it to him for his quote-unquote defense, but I, I just, I'm unable to
0: know why he won. I mean, Joe was a dog, bro. Don't get it fucked up. I was thinking about that no, the no. other day, too. Like, when we was growing up, the Pistons sucked, but Joe was constant, dog. Like, Joe got you his remember he
2: had three, we, we were going to games at this point, this this is like after, this is like in the in the mid, late 90s, mm-hmm. uh, when he had that streak and he had made like an incredible amount of free throws in yeah, a row. Yeah, yeah. And I think me and you were actually at a game where we were like, they were still counting them on the screen and stuff. And we were like, uh, I can't remember if he, if he kept the streak going that particularly, but I remember us being there during the streak at one of the games. And I was like, okay, this is dope. Um Wow. I, I was really making the wild face for Isaiah, more so the <laughs> fact that you were about to keep them off the list. That's more so what was surprising because you're correct. But I guess I just think about it like, and again, it's probably why I broke it down by position. I just don't know if there are that many point guards better than him to the point where it's like I don't think he's a top twenty-five talent. And I think that's where some of my mind came from. It's just like, bro, as talent, that nigga hand, ball handling skills was incredible.
0: So I was watching, um, like I said, I've been watching a lot of stuff on YouTube, and uh, was watching. I'm sure it was. Was it? It was. It was either Celtics or Bulls Pistons, and. um not not for nothing, but they used to run, bro. Like on, on makes, mm-hmm. Bill and Bear were in ball, inbound the Zeke. That nigga was gone, and I'm like, they don't bring the ball up the court like that no more, bro. It's a lot of walking the ball up. Like once upon a time, it wasn't no holding. Yeah. Like man, on makes, they was flying. And I'm like, I kind of respect it, dog. Like once upon a time, you had to. It might not have been the most skillful league. But them niggas was in yeah. shape, bro. They were athletic. Like, basketball skills might have not been on 10, but just general, like, physique, like, just general mm-hmm. knowing how to be an athlete was at an all-time high, bro. Like, they were they were about it. Um, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. And then, um, like, Allen Iverson at 21, um, I think him and Zeke kind of belong together. AI is obviously le- uh, less accomplished, but um, I think yeah. pound for pound, like, he's Probably is one of the top, he's a pound for pound top 10 talent in the league ever. Um, gets shot on a lot for his efficiency. I'm not even about to pull stats and try to talk no, about sure. whatever. But it's like, man, and I saw that 2001 finals team, and I think his his second best player was the Kemba Matumbo by default. His second best offensive player was Aaron, Aaron McKee, McKee Eric Snow Like, you I, know.
2: Watched I watched it. Bro, so, the other day, uh, <laughs> so, I think I told you that I, that I have a, well, it's not a new car anymore, but i say to say, like, I have XM Radio on my car. It's actually about to expire. I haven't used it during, like, two months because the free trial about to expire, and I'm, of course, not going anywhere. <laughs> but the other day, I happened to be in the car. Uh, I don't even know what I was doing. I was going, oh, I was going to pick up some food for my mom on Easter or whatever and roll back to the crib. So, it happened to be, I happened to turn on. The, uh, be flicking through the XM channel, the NBA. They were playing the, uh, Game five or six of the Eastern Conference Finals, where the Sixers played against the Bucks or
0: whatever. Mm-hmm. Shout out to that Bucks team. Shout out to Big Dog. Glenn Robinson historically Don't has Robinson. not gotten the love he deserves, and this is not a Glenn Robinson that, podcast. What? But I was terrified of playing the Bucks growing up as a Pistons fan, bro. Because man, they, no, him great. and Ray Allen used to eat us, dog. But well,
2: they had a three-headed monster, low key. Even a couple of years where they had Sam Cassell. Yeah, that boy Cassell
0: like, okay. was there. Yep.
2: Yeah. Uh, but it was basically just during that one it was like I think that they have won they, like the Sixers won that game but I think it was like uh, uh, Iverson played like 47 minutes and had 44 points or, or, or played like 44 minutes and had 44 points yeah they were talking
0: like, oh no, my bad go ahead, go ahead no go ahead. you
2: good and it was like the next, the next best player I think that ever, that ever, or the next highest score at that particular time was Dikemi Mutombo with like 18 points and 13 rebounds and then after that it was like about a single digit <laughs> I'm just like what, what is going on how does Dikemi Mutumbo be the guy that gets you like 15, 18 points, something like
0: that, you know, in the Eastern Conference Finals, that's what you're relying on? No, nah, this, let's let's talk about Iverson for a couple of minutes. Because, um, so, um on the Ringer, Simmons, Bill Simmons and Ryan Ross Hiller, they're doing this gimmick about redrafting uh, <laughs> memorable drafts. So basically, like, if you could, yes. if you have me hindsight in 2020, where would these people go in the draft? So they were doing the Iverson draft, uh, the Kobe draft, technically. <laughs> and um they were talking about Um, Iverson played so I'm looking at his stats now. Iverson over his career, 12 seasons, averaged (laughs) 41.1 minutes per game. 41.1 minutes per game in the 2001 (laughs) 2002 season. He averaged 40, he was playing 44 minutes a night. 44 was not playing, Bro,
2: Larry Brown didn't even have a
0: bench, (laughs) like. Don't, so, and, so here's the stretch. Here's the stretch from. So in ninety eight, ninety nine, he averaged 41 and a half minutes a night. In 99, 2000, he averaged 41. Next season, 42, 44, 42 and a half, 42 and a half, 42 and a half, 43, 42. And a, like, Add <laughs> to the fact that Al Iverson is one of the most notorious night owls of all time, and he would just show up to work and play and not come off the floor. Like, come on, dog. Like, that is incredible. So people come at his efficiency a lot, and they're like, "Yeah, he might have had these, like, high-scoring games, but he was playing 45 minutes a night. To which I say, he was playing 45 minutes a night, dog. Like, what do you want me to say, bro? bro?
2: Yeah, like, and honestly, especially during that time period, who else was anybody guarding so he could even get a a semi-open shot? Because I do think with no like, three pointer
0: either. He didn't have a he didn't have a long range jumper.
2: It was all bro, yeah, like, like three throw line season, jumpers and
0: layups, dog.
2: Yeah, like honestly, even if I look at this, like if I quick quickly pull this up, the most threes that he attempted in the season was his rookie year, where he was averaging six threes <laughs> a game in 96 97. Other than that, the what most incredible thing he
0: averaged six threes a game in any season. Like
2: Bro, he it's man, and he never in and, and that season he averaged making two a game. Other than that, he never was above averaging more than, like, 1.4, basically one and a half, threes a game. And, like, during some of those same seasons, he was, like, shooting an average of four a game. So we're talking about a guy that never relied on three because, of course, it's a different time period. But a guy that was putting up 30 points a game, and basically none of it came from three. Like, that's the wild part.
0: And like, he was 5'10 and a half, three. bro, generously. They list the boy at right. 6'1". one. But, generously. You know, no, 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 no! Like, I remember, um, I remember on video games his height would like vary. He'd be six one on one game, six feet on another one, five eleven on one. I'm like, you five nine, ain't you, dog? <laughs> like there is no other explanation for this. Um, but yeah, I was watching, um, his second year. So I didn't realize he was only in Denver for like a cup of coffee, bro. They, um. They sent him to the Pistons damn near immediately in that third season. But I was watching them. It was a Lakers-Denver game in his second season. And they were talking about how him and Carmelo had expectations to win, like, 60 games that year in between. I think they had a big three of those two. And, like, Marcus Canby was involved. Kenyon Martin was on that team. Like, they had talent, I just, that's though. I was about to bring up, Kenyon Martin, bro. They had talent. So, they I I ended up losing that game. That Lakers team was really good. It was um, – I think. Did they have Powell yet? They didn't have Powell yet, but Bynum was turning up. Uh,
2: that was like 07, I think, or 06. Yeah. Um, no, that was 08. That was, 08, that was
0: 08. Um No, I, they got power that year, but they didn't get him yet. Yeah. Um, well, did they? I don't remember. I just remember Bynum had started turning up yet. That Lakers team was good too. But, Bro, um,
2: Andrew Bynum was in the NBA as starting center on an NBA team, and he was an all star, I think, or like he was on an all like, He made an all NBA team. <laughs> Yeah, he was an All NBA team at one point, bro. I remember when he got traded to the Sixers. I was like, "Oh, he' about to make a comeback, and he' gonna be."
0: Let me. I'm sorry, that was. Andrew Andrew Bynum realized he was gonna make eighty percent of his money no matter what he did. It was like, "Oh, I don't have to love that." Andrew Bynum never loved hoop. He was a big nigga. And was he able to cash in on being? That's the thing, dog. Is I sometimes I get flustered because I'm like, all I still to this day, all I think about is like. Shooting threes. That's all I think about. It's like going to the gym and getting uh, threes up. And I'm like, there are people who have the privilege of doing nothing but just going and getting up shots and don't do it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, it just blows my mind. As somebody who only wanted to be a basketball player growing up, it's like, yeah, what, what is? I don't, I don't know. But I also don't know if like if somebody was forcing me to go to the gym, I'm sure that might change my perspective. Like I want to go, yeah. but if somebody's in my head like you gotta get a thousand shots up a day, I'm like, eh. So I don't, I don't
2: know. It's just wild to think that nigga ended his career, quote unquote, playing bowling, bro. Like that's what stopped his career because he got hurt bowling. Like that's just that's just so funny to me to think of a seven foot nigga just out there like bowling. I forget what the actual injury was, getting hurt and like, well, this is it,
0: guys. And so he I'm like, wow. Didn't care, never did. Um, here, shout out to AI at number 21 and Zeke at 20. I'm mad you think I was gonna show love to Zeke though. I had a one one piston on here because, um. Yeah, represent. Those. Oh no, they,
2: honestly, there shouldn't be another piston on here.
0: Yeah, the top. That's the thing, Brez. Um, I mean, we'll talk about this when we get to like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Like once you get there, there are so many names, bro. There are so many names. But yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead, no, go
2: ahead, bro. That, I ain't gonna lie. That's why when you, I was like when you said, I was like, do do all of these need to be in order? Because there's somewhere it's just like, bro, you you really just scrambling a few positions here and there. Like sometimes, um. But yeah, I don't know what numbers I'm at. I think I did four people so far. Uh, so what did I do? I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't always number these. I, I was doing them on I was, I was top of the dome. Oh, but in, I think I'm at 20. So if I did 25, 24, 23, 22, I'm at 21, 20. Um, <clears throat> I have KG at my, my 21.
0: Okay. I was, I was um, going to ask, too, if there is any um, overlap that uh, we need to highlight, but okay, is the first sort of person KG we is listed. at
2: 21. I have, uh... this is kind of where it got dicey for me in the terms of like, I noticed some of this is about to get biased for me, so I have Dr. J.
0: Okay, he's coming so- up on my list. He's number 17 on my list.
2: Yeah, I've got, I kind of flip-flop if Dr. J was technically in my my inside of my top 20, like in the team, or if he's going to be like right at that fringe 20. I have him, well, really, I guess I can go into the next two people because they are in order. It's him, Iverson. Um, That's why I said it's partially biased because I want Iverson to be solely in my top 20. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite player ever. I admit that.
0: He was in my 20 Um, at first. I had him at 17 on my first list because, like I said, I was biased. I'm like yeah, yeah
2: bro none no you know me i ain't fighting that at all um so my list kind of in order is at the or not in any order at this point the next three were dr j iverson and barkley and, okay. and uh kg so those, those are like my next four um i'm i'm leaning towards uh i guess inside of the 20 the two people that be inside of the 20 that i just mentioned would really be for me uh Dr. J and Iverson I think Barkley and KG would be 21 and 20 uh, there and then those two would be 19 and 18 or yeah 19 and 18
0: okay yeah I got Dr. J at 17 uh, Moses Malone at 18 never really saw Moses I just know stories that nigga was a tank um Mm mm-hmm you went back to back MVPs. I feel like so. Shout out to Steve Nash, who I definitely meant to put in my honorable mentions, if only because historically, oh, historically, okay. bro. No, you, know you said like, honorable mentions. I thought you were about to say right now. Oh no, know, no, 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 not right now. If I Steve Nash, I would put above Carmelo. I think he had a better career than Carmelo did. Um, if if Melo's around like my like forty forty five, I'll put Steve Nash at like thirty five ish. Um... But yeah, I only bring up Steve Nash. Shout out to the back-to-back MVPs. I'm pretty sure Moses Malone also won back-to-back MVPs. You robbed Kobe. won of those. Uh, I'm not here to argue that. Um, <laughs> Moses Malone won three MVPs. Uh, but, but, uh, Who did Moses Malone? Thirteen-time okay. All-Star over his career between the NBA and the ABA averaged 20 a night. He was a rebounding fucking force, though. What was his he, uh, career high, 82, 83, he averaged 15 rebounds a night. No, take that back. In Houston, he averaged 17 and a half rebounds a night. 25 and 17.6 rebounds a night. Um, Yeah. Rebounding is hard, bro. It's somebody who, like, was tasked with rebounding and was decent at it, to know that, like, this to do it with against grown-ass men who also want that basketball is, like,
2: actually. I yeah. didn't know he doing it he times a of game. Offensive rebounds too. Yeah. Like I heard he would be getting offensive rebounds too. Like it wasn't just like deep rebound. Like he would get offensive rebounds and get putbacks, and that's how he would get buckets. I'm like that's wild.
0: Yeah, the the like, season average. Offensive he averaged, rebounds really hard. The season he averaged 17 and a half rebounds a night. He had seven offensive rebounds a game. He averaged five rebounds offensive rebounds a game for his career. That's an Andre Drummond um, that's something he's good at that I feel like he never really got much credit for. And I'm not saying, like, the Pistons should have kept Andre Drummond. I just feel like as a as a skill, like, I feel like rebound is underrated as something that people are good at, if only because it's like it doesn't quantify. It also doesn't translate to being a good defender per se. But uh-huh. being able to, like, either extend your own possessions or end the other persons, I feel like is a talent. Am I crazy? I, I don't think that's a wild thing to
2: yeah. value. Hey, hey, that makes sense, man. That does make sense. I uh, no offensive rebounding is hard, especially if you just think like I know nowadays there's less like set plays and like position type stuff, but especially when you just think about how like in theory the offensive player is like the defensive player is supposedly between the offensive guy and the basket. Right. So that means that I have to basically wrestle you, you know, probably some put you know, well not probably some pushing and shoving to move you out the way to get this ball. Like, instead of just going back on defense, it's like, no. To average five for a career that lasts, like, 10, 12 years, and in one season to average, like, eight, you know, seven and a half, eight a game, is incredible.
0: That's incredible, bro. Um, yeah, so Dr. J17, Moses18. And shout out to just the name Moses Malone. I was thinking about that the other day, too, about how <laughs> in these drafts, bro, I feel like certain names might go higher just because of, like, the cool factor of the name. And these niggas uh-huh. be trash, dog. Like Rafe LaFrance, I feel like bro. I drafted a guy named Rafe LaFrance You know? Do you why remember,
2: not? bro? He could, remember he was a big man that could kind of shoot with the Yeah, lefty he, had little, he had a clip.
0: He one of your lefty. Yeah, he was lefty. Yeah. Um. Shout out to Rafe LaFrance Um. Uh, <laughs> and then 19, another lefty, David Robinson, who I feel like has become underrated over time.
2: Great job! I want you to know he's on he's on mine as well. So okay. great, great job! He's actually my next my next bat. So yes. yeah,
0: I feel like he's definitely underrated. Um, won an MVP pre uh, pre town, didn't really win anything of substance pre town, but then ended up winning two rings. Had a really solid career, bro. Was um, come on, man, say the say the part that matters, bro. Say please, don't skip
2: out on this. Wait, I'm, what I'm am I missing? What dream team? Bro, no, no, no you missing the part where that man on the, the last game of the season was. Oh, yeah, to yeah, yeah. Season, his scoring that man went out and scored yeah, what, yeah.
0: 71. I, I think like, he put up 71. Yeah,
2: like 71 on the last game to be the scoring champ.
0: That's hype. That's is hype that is hype. I don't
2: like it's not. Like, that's probably my favorite Dave Robinson story.
0: Yeah, 21 <laughs> and 10 and a half rebounds for his career, 51% shooting. Um,. Yeah, I will watch David Robinson highlights, honestly. And, um, I mean, like I said, Hakeem is still coming up. I feel like Hakeem is, is probably his closest right. Niggas don't watch
2: Spurs highlights in general. You said what? I see niggas not watching Spurs highlights in general. But
0: here's the thing, dog, is um, there's a level of nostalgia to watch the Spurs highlights. I love the Alamo Dome, bro. Just as, like, an aesthetic. Play. So I understand that, like, no NBA team would ever play in a building with, like, A ten thousand person capacity ever again, but that building looks so intimate. Like I wish, like if they bring back um, the the playoffs, I wish it could be in something like that, where like it was these curtains everywhere. It it looked almost like an amphitheater, dog. It looked way less like a fucking. It looked less like Little Caesars Arena, you know what I mean, and (laughs) more like the fucking (laughs) Fillmore. But I I don't know, I don't know. I really do. I do appreciate watching old Spurs highlights because. It was a it was a small sort of like outfit. It was a ten outfit, you know what I mean? Like it was San Antonio, really small market. All, only thing that's in San Antonio to this day is the Spurs, you know. So uh, I've heard,
2: I've heard that actually. Uh, I've never been to San Antonio. Have you ever been?
0: No, never been. Still want to go. I want to go to Texas generally. I I want to do a Texas tour, but Texas is so big that it, that was like a that's a vacation. You, you low key got to
2: take like a week off to like. You want to hit Houston for two or three days, Dallas for two or three days, and then San Antonio. Right. I mean, I would like to also go to Austin. I heard Austin.
0: Yeah, Austin's lit. I want to do South by Southwest still, but I mean, that's got to, um, this right. coronavirus that, got to clear Dallas, up. Right? Yeah. Where's
2: South by Southwest? Is it in Dallas or Austin? That's in Austin, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So that's a solid one. Um, okay, yeah, so you just did you just 17, you 18,
0: did up to 19. 15? Yeah. So yeah, uh, you can go up to 16. Okay. Um, I, uh, well, actually, so I'll, I'll go ahead and do 16 now because I feel like 15 up is where it's going to start getting real juicy. And, um, okay. Yeah. So my 16th pick is, uh, Dirk Nowitzki. I think 16 is
3: mm.
0: right. Um, and, I mean, this is honestly a legacy pick. I feel like if Dirk doesn't win this ring, he is down there with Charles and Carl. But because he did win the ring, he's not. So, good on him. Uh, one MVP, finals, finals MVP. This is a really solid career. Um, and I think there's something to be stated about – I mean, Hakeem aside, Hakeem played college ball here, so they don't count. But I think Dirk is <clears throat> the greatest international player on my list. So – I think that boosts him up a couple slots, just on general principle. So yeah. From what
2: you can remember, just because you mentioned it, do you think that he's the greatest international player that we have seen thus far?
0: Yeah. I don't I can't think of anybody else. Um I'm I mean like talent wise, I think like Luca's probably gonna pass him uh Nicol mm-hmm. Wood, all things considered. But as the stands right now, right. yeah, I think um totality of career. Like I said, uh, ex- excluding Hakeem and Tim Duncan, who is from the Virgin Islands, I think that yeah, Dirk is definitely the greatest international player that we've had in the, in the league so far.
2: Okay, I like it. I like it. Um, mine is mostly a bunch of uh, repeated play that you've done. I'm going to just group them together. I think I ended out on 18, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mine is just kind of people we've already spoke about. Uh, is going to be um, Isaiah, Elgin Baylor um david robinson um and so 18 i mean that was 17 16 yeah so yeah so those are my next one that i'm ready for talking
1: to you now okay cool yo black men are you tired of being told that men are trash are you tired of hearing over and over about toxic masculinity are you tired of having black masculinity defined for you on the videos dancing i bet check this out cue the music please My name is Jeremy Hurt and Let's Talk Bruh is a podcast that I host on black masculinity. We have conversations on black masculinity and take it into our own hands, define it for ourselves, and break down what men are trash really means, as well as what it means to hold ourselves accountable for toxic masculinity and the ways that it impacts us and women. I have conversations on vulnerability, mental health, friendships, sex, and much more. Being a black man, as we know, is a full-time job with no days off. And Let's Talk Bro is a podcast where all black men can have deeper conversations outside of Twitter's 280 characters, to vent, to laugh, celebrate our wins, and call each other out for problematic behavior, like telling your boy to man up when he's crying, because what does it really mean to be a man if you can't cry? With each episode, we try to do our part in considering and suggesting new visions of black masculinity. Let's Talk Bro drops every Wednesday anywhere you can find podcasts.
0: And here it gets juicy. So, <clears throat> I'm going to preface this by whatever. Stephen Curry is my number 15 pick. Um, and apparently, I'm being both biased and uh, objective because there was an ESPN list that came out top of last season, the top of this season, that put him at uh-huh. 10. And I was like, Stephen Curry is not one of the top 10 players of all time, bro. Like... No right. fucking way, man. <laughs> no. Like, I appreciate it. He has revolutionized the game. Greatest shooter of all time. Two-time MVP, unanimous MVP. Like, I think all that gets him in the top 15. But he ain't getting no higher than 15. Steph Steph's going to have to win, like, another MVP and a finals MVP to get higher than this. As far as I'm concerned. And I feel like I probably got him too high. I'm think you, you If you got Jason Kill on your list, Steph Curry's out on your list.
2: <laughs> First off, what you're not going to do is attack me, okay, bro? <laughs> Um, I'm
0: just trying, i will being logical. i follow a logical, you know what I'm saying, context clues.
2: That's, I mean, that's cool. Like, I, I hear what you're trying to say, but I'm also saying that you're not going to sit here and attack me for, uh, you know, for what I do. Uh, you want to do another one? Go ahead and throw another one in there. All right, do yeah, 14, 15,
0: um, 15, Steph, 14, Jerry West logo. That's my only defense. And 13 is Kevin Durant. I think Kevin Durant is the... Waiting on that moment. Kevin Durant, so, okay, we can do... So, I've been reading... Um, I want to do a KD pod, I think, maybe. I um Ethan Strauss, who writes for the Warriors, came out with a book about basically the last three Warriors seasons, since KD came anyway. Plowed through it. I'm done. Uh, Bought it the other night. That man's a piece of work. And is simultaneously one of the greatest basketball players of all time. I don't quite understand. The the entire premise of the book was like, not the book, but his portions of the book anyway, was that like he almost needs to be insecure to like keep going. It's almost like, like, I feel like we wonder why Kevin Durant doesn't let shit, doesn't let petty shit go. And it's almost like, cause he can't. It's like, he doesn't, he doesn't know how to like, what am I trying to say? Um, you know how, like, if you grow up in chaos, if you grow up around, like, just a lot of, like, noise, you don't know how to block yeah. the noise out? I feel like that's Kevin's problem. Yeah. Is that, like, he grew up around a lot of bullshit, so he don't know how to not, not be in bullshit. You know what I mean?
2: Um, no, so. I think that makes sense. Um, um, yeah, I saw, uh, I don't know if this is kind of along the same, in the same article. I just, like, I kind of saw, like, a little excerpt or excerpt, excuse me, or a blog or, like, a little blurb of it. And it was basically like the point where Kevin, or not Kevin, Steve Kerr was talking about some one day he just wanted to like pick, uh, like just randomly select like. Yeah, internet I, I put that
0: like, on the, because um, it was in the book, I think. Yeah, it was in the book. So it's your yeah. post that I saw. Yeah. So that's what
2: actually made me think about that. So it was your post. And um when you read, or when I said that, I remember like maybe a few years ago, a year ago, somebody had brought that up. And like, it's crazy because that's a, I can understand it. Like if like he was saying, like the point he was making is like the person that made it would probably be like, who like I don't even know that I did this, like that was stupid or whatever. And Katie would probably still find a way to split, it. But to me, I guess what I also took from that, and I, I don't know whether like it is to you, but so Bomani did a podcast. This this is roughly probably a year ago now, if not mm-hmm. maybe a little less, um on the right side time or the evening Jones there's evening Jones mm-hmm. and so a question a question that one of the listeners that I called in and asked or that had wrote on the chat thing was uh you know um do what motivates are I like do when you have haters and stuff like that uh does that motivate you or something along that that line the answer that Bomani gave is something that I find more for me of course I'm not a famous person but why but I think it matters. he's like honestly I don't have like like it's not a lot of people that are really rooting for me to fall like I don't have a lot of haters he, he's like I know that that's kind of like the thing that you think that you see a lot, but there's way more people rooting for your success, whether it be just like from afar or just genuinely like like, hey, I would like to see you do good, even if they're not invested mm-hmm. in it, than anything. And so like trying to prove somebody like wrong or something like that is not really his motivation. Cause it's it's genuinely not that many people as you would think compared to the ones that are like, no, you know, we happy that you're doing good because it's like you, you know what I'm saying? Like you're not bothering. And so that to me was just something where it was like. With KD, I don't think it applies. Like, I think that the point that they were making in the article that Drew kind of, like, uh, gave the excerpt of was just the fact that, like, he needs those kind of things to, like, be able to not just motivate himself, but to feel validated. And right. that's kind of where he's losing out.
0: But I guess – so the only thing that pissed me off um, – because it's a double-edged sword, right? Like, is Kevin Durant the 13th-grade player all the time without this three-year stretch? Probably not. Um, could he have had this stretch somewhere else? Maybe. Uh If he had it somewhere else, is he higher than 13? Probably. I guess, like. The reason why I bring the book up. Because, again, like I said, like, he's not. He's not. He was an all time talent before Mm -hmm. winning the titles. The titles made him in a historical grade. I think. What bugs me more than anything else is that he joined up. So, I remember. I remember that summer, bro. Um, niggas had just lost the finals. I was devastated. I remember, like, the Kevin Durant news starting to crop up. Mm-hmm. In, in my mind, I'm just thinking, like, Kevin has to know that's some sucker shit, right? Like, he can't come to the Warriors. You just lost to them. They literally... I'm of the opinion of Game 7s anyway that, like, They're crap shoes, bro. Even last year, I was like, man, if we go back to Toronto in a Game 7, they assholes is tight, bro. They might win because of of Kawhi, but, like, we saw what happened in a Game 7 with Philly. Kawhi, I think Kawhi took, like, 41 shots that game. Nobody else was shooting the ball. (laughs) Like, no, but it wasn't even hogging, bro. It was just, like, nobody else wanted the responsibility. And so, in a Game 7, shit like that just happens, bro, where, like, Niggas get shook, like you never been in it, nerves, all this other type of shit. Like I felt like the Warriors would've just had like the the sort of um experience edge. So going back to Kevin's offseason, it's like um you go into a team that like reasonably could have won that game. It's not that like they got blew out. It's not like they needed you to win that championship. They still could have won with Harrison Barnes stinking up the fucking joint. So it's like, okay. <laughs> um I, I, I literally went into that offseason like Nick Batum. That's who I want. Nick Batum would be an upgrade. He's going to make uh, open threes. Yes, yes, he can run the offense. It. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was cool. So, people talking about Kevin, people talking about Kevin, people talking about Kevin. I'm like, all right. it's He's a grown-ass man. It's his decision. But for you to come to another person's franchise, I mean, and it's all about like semantics or whatever, but it's like I feel like he spent so much time Mad that people wouldn't recognize that he was better than Steph, and it's like, dog, you didn't have to come here. You yeah, know, yeah. it's like you, like you, it's, so it's either you were trying to take over the nigga's franchise, or you stupid. It's one of the two, but it, I'm not. I, I'm having trouble finding the gray area in which, like, he simultaneously went to another person's team and was flabbergasted that he also wasn't the number one option on that team. It's like. Bro, you it's not how it, it's not how it works, man. It's not how it Especially works. Especially coming from
2: where he was. It's like, bro, you left a, a situation where it's like not even on some 3-1 stuff, but it's like, bro, you you left from a, a to a team that had literally just won the ship. Like you had no chance. And I, I don't know what his thinking could have been outside of like, I want to get a ring and like get he, out of here.
0: Like he was doing what LeBron did, but just in a way more craven way. Like he if I had to guess, and Kevin Durant will never tell the truth about any of this because all he does is line interviews. But like, <coughs> literally, all he does. Like this. Kevin Durant tells so many. I love the guy, and that's the most frustrating part is that like he seems like a generally like decent human being. He doesn't seem like a bad guy, but he'll get on. Yeah. He'll get in an interview, and I guess like his pride will feel away. What he'll feel away about something, and he'll just start yeah. talking. Like, and I'm like, that's literally contradicting what you just said. Literally, like, Mm. literally what you just said is you contradicting it all because, like, you don't want to, like, let somebody else know that they figured you out. Anyways. um,
2: No, that makes sense. I agree with what you're saying.
0: No, so, like, I don't know. It just just blows my mind that, like, he, I, I don't know. I don't know the sort of, like, the sort of mental gymnastics he pulls. But ultimately, if it motivates him to be great, then it's none of my business to be like, oh, Kevin Durant needs to be approaching life differently. I just think that, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I. I, I really don't know. <laughs> the guy's confusing. Oh, so back to the Miami point. I really think that he thought that, literally, just by winning championships, niggas would leave him alone. You know, It's like, cause, and people being facetious about it in a way. I think people want it mm-hmm. both ways too, where they're like, cause it's the Charles Barkley corollary, where it's like, people will be like, well, Charles Barkley didn't have a successful career because he didn't win any rings. But then when it gets too harsh and it's like, well, he did win the MVP and he did make a finals, and it's like, no, he didn't win a ring. That's bottom line, point (laughs) play period. He didn't win a fucking ring. And so people want it both ways where it's like, well, you can't be too harsh to guys who didn't win rings. And it's like Kevin Durant would at best be like the number 25th player of all time if he didn't have a ring. That's just the game. Dirk Nowitzki would not be a top 15 player without a ring. That's the game. So I'm not mad at Kim yeah. for going to do it, but it's also like for him to also look up and be like, it's the exact same thing LeBron did. No, LeBron went to a team that was trashed the year before, that needed his help in order to get better. They didn't need you, nigga. They needed Nicholas Batum. They, you made them unbeatable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's different. That's totally different. So I don't think he ever really yeah. comprehended that.
2: Yeah, that, and also just just since the team was already like. And I know that like some people don't like the thing about the decision and all that stuff. But like I think the 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 worst part about it, like comparing it to the Miami joint, is he LeBron's. He is the LeBron I'm referring to. Had to bring Chris Bosh in. Like Chris Bosh was not already there. Like there was only one piece already there.
0: And that piece wasn't enough, bro. Like Wade alone was not winning no games.
2: Whereas Kevin Durant, you're coming into a situation where literally they just won, not only did they just win the ship, but also you're coming into where there's already two star, like all-star level pieces in Steph and Clay, and then a very good piece
0: in Draymond. And, uh, Draymond might and have that, been that was Draymond's player. peak. That was when Draymond was yeah. killer Draymond. So,
2: so it's, I know that that's his thinking, but it's just, it's just tough to compare those because you're not, you're not truly comparing apples to apples. And so it's just,
0: yeah. So, yeah, number 13 player of all time, Kevin Durant. Um, and, I mean, like I said, like, those rings got him to 13. If he can come back reasonably healthy and put up similar statistics and do some shit in Brooklyn, um, he can climb even higher. I don't. I think he's pretty settled in the 13. I feel like the, the 12 names I'm going to list from here on out um, aren't moving, barring anything crazy. But, yeah, we shall see. So, I mean, I'll no, like just go ahead and – List off yours. Uh well the, the ones up to what twelve?
2: Yeah, so I honestly I'm sorry about this. I know this is this is supposed to be a perfect show. I miscounted when I was doing my thing, so I didn't know oh so ac- actually named two extra people. That's that fine. Been my- so really so really if I could just move my list up, it'd be J with my honorable mention one, and uh my other one was Reggie Miller's my honorable mention two. So I do apologize for that. I said it only to say because I am about to I was counting because I was like, okay, I got my top and everything. But um, the numbers that they're still going to be, though, in terms of my 15 through, was I have
0: uh, Steph. You did CP3 put Steph! Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, no, no disrespect to Steph at all.
2: Steph at 15. I have CP3 at 14. Hmm. Dirk at 13.
0: Okay. You put CP ahead of Steph. Um, yeah. acc- Accolade list Chris Paul. You put him ahead of yeah.
2: Oh, six. man. And you know, I am here to always shame him about no accolades. But there was a point in time that Chris Paul was considered the best point guard in the league for about seven years. And the only other person that people would compare him, not compare him to, but like go ahead of head against was Darren Williams out in Utah. But Chris Paul was a complete point guard. He led a New Orleans team and, and led his probably. Uh, I mean, Chris Paul still going team.
0: crazy. So, I mean, if we're talking to just yeah. careers. It's crazy yes. too. Um, I was thinking about that. Was, did they just do that draft? Did somebody? I heard somebody just talk about that draft and how. Um, I mean, no shade to Dare. Dare had a very good career, made a lot of money, and won some stuff. Made a Western Conference yeah. Finals. Um, she made a Finals with Cleveland. he's a big player, but he's on the team. Um, I said to say that, like, even in the moment, I didn't get. So, we are Michigan State fans, bro. Yes. They play Illinois twice a year mm-hmm. I remember D. Brown I remember Luther Head I do not remember Derrick Williams And Derrick Williams was number four in the draft So I just have a lot of questions about Where the fuck Derrick Williams came from Even in the moment dog I was like Who is this light-skinned guy And why is he getting drafted higher than D. Brown Like that much higher than D. Brown And
2: he was called. We're on the same page I, I want you to know that I've, I've said that his entire career And especially since neither one of the other two guys Panned out in You're the league right At Luther all head, my- Three years, maybe bouncing between like I think Sacramento and Houston, were his two more su- most successful stops. So I 100% agree with you, bro. Um. um so yeah, but I mean, so yeah.
0: the CP three point, um, just the fact that he outlasted there, and after it was pretty neck and neck. Um,
2: after all of that, yes, yeah. So let um,
0: me, I, I will honorable mention Chris Paul. I did forget him. I I'd put him in the in the Nash range. I feel like him and Nash had pretty comparable careers. Okay. Just, Nash, like you said, Nash, was- Nash has an M V P that he didn't necessarily deserve. Um Chris Paul maybe I, I think I was rooting for Chris Paul the year Kobe won. I think that's the yeah. Th- I think that was the next wasn't it like
2: 0-7? oh Oh wait, oh seven.
0: Okay, yeah. okay. So that yeah, yeah oh that yeah, because
2: no. right. Chris Paul got second in the MVP rate of yep. You're right? Yep, 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 bro. So. He was a, he was not only a walking double double. He was like what was it, like twenty eight and like
0: man. I love that Hornets team. That was my favorite team on that live on live 08 because I would make my player as a shooting guard. It was me, Chris uh-huh. Paul, Paja, David West, and Tyson Chandler, bro. As yes, a lineup, yes. Bro.
2: No, I do remember that now. That was a very very solid one. Um. So yeah, shout out
0: chris paul bro I, I did forget him but um good, 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 good pick good pick yeah, you
2: can't, can't beat that man uh, go ahead
0: okay so i can't believe i did this but even as i was like running down the list i was like it, it fits i know he's higher on your list number 12 i have um the big aristotle shaquille o'neal I cannot believe Shaq is in double digits on my list, though. <laughs> I cannot fathom the fact that, I'm, like, one of the most dominant players ever. The, huh?
2: The rest of your list has got to be crazy. Like, I, I'm listening to you. Like, go ahead. This is your time to speak. But
0: that's- Yeah, no, I just felt like um, Simmons actually has my favorite Shaq analogy. It's like Shaq could have had a 4.0. Shaq could have been the greatest player of all time if he really wanted to. Shaq wanted to get a 3.5. Shaq was like, I can – you know what I'm saying, get a couple B's here and there and um, show up out of shape every now and again and still get my numbers and win one MVP and still go down historically great. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where that's where I dock Shaq is, Shaq could have been the greatest player of all time, but actively chose not to, and therefore he can't be in my top ten, because um, yeah, it's a little disappointment there. That's all I'm saying. Like, literally, I think that's the perfect analogy, is like, could Shaq have been the perfect student? Yeah. Could Shaq have been the greatest player of all time? Yeah. Shaq chose not to be the perfect student. So I actively choose to put not, not put Shaq in my top ten. There are consequences for all our actions. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody makes the yeah. honor roll. Man. Um, okay. I mean, you. Yeah. Like, also, you, number 12. Number 12 kind of high. No, it's not bad.
2: I'm genuinely not here to tell you what is amazing and not amazing to you. I am just slightly surprised because and I think I'm more surprised that because like I told you I had to break my list down initially excuse me, my position. And so I'm thinking of the bigs left on the board that you then mean have to have in front of him. And I'm not going to lie to you. I have probably some shockers as well. And so that just that was a solid one. I appreciate you for sharing that with me. <laughs> okay.
0: uh, that's
2: all I got to say,
0: bro. All right. yeah. What's your, what's your, uh, uh, go ahead.
2: You want, you want to go to 10 or you want me to go?
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll go to... So I guess um, I'm thinking about mod- modifying some stuff. You go, go. I
2: told you mine mine's kind of like clustered, So I'm kind of actually giving them numbers as I go. Like I, I have my cluster in like two and three. And I'm kind of like just giving them as I go right now.
0: Yeah. I will, like my
2: top eight here. That's about it. <laughs>
0: So what I will do is, um, so I'll go 8 to 11 because just kind of like the old fogey list. Um, but in fairness, because I critique Shaq on being um, a bit flighty here and there, I have Will Chamberlain at 9. I'll move him to 11 just so him and Shaq can be bunched together. I feel like Shaq is just like the evolutionary wilt. They both could have been the GOATs, but were concerned about so many other things and um, still have gone down its historical grades. You know, Will Chamberlain put up 100 points in the game, you can't shit on that, but he also did it against um, people who worked as janitors in the day, so not as impressive as I think we'd like to think it is in 2020. Um Kobe Bryant had 81 against professional basketball players in 2005. So, Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, I'll put Wilt at 11, right above Shaq. I have the big O, Oscar Robertson, at 10. I have Bill Russell at 9, 11 rings. And I have – who is actually underrated now? Uh, Larry Bird at 8. I feel like niggas really don't think Larry Bird was good because – this is the one time where like I actually feel like racism worked, is working against, the, like, <laughs> like reverse racism <laughs> working against the guy, bro. Where, like, so um, there was this thing in like when um, Isaiah said mm-hmm. once upon a time that like if Larry Bird was just another was a black guy, he'd be just another player. Uh, Larry Bird was that guy, bro. <laughs> Bird was elite, man. So, um...
2: bro, do you remember that quote that Larry Legend had where he was like? Uh... Whenever a white guy would check him, he'd be like, bro, what'd you do to piss the coach off? Because it's not way that they're sending you over here to check me, bro. That is one of my favorite coaches of all time, bro. I promise that shit is delirious,
0: man. The legend is a go, bro. This nigga walked into the three-point contest one year and said, I saw y'all playing for second. And then one of his warm-up, dog. Come on, bro. Classic no, shit talker. If nothing else, classic shit talker, bro.
2: No, that's ultimate disrespect for sure. Like, I'm not even upset by that. I'm just like how did you let that happen? Like, yeah, nah, that's, uh, that's real. That's real. Um, okay. You, I think that was number. Yeah, that was
0: through eight, eight eight through 13, eight through 12. Eight
2: through 12. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think I'm at 12 right now. Let me, uh, where is mine at? So, my 12, man, um, Remember, okay, let me. So, my 12 here is, I, and I kind of been flip-flopping between these two people because to me, they're just kind of like, I got to put them together, to be honest. It, it don't make no sense for them to be together. Like, I don't have anything other than I just over time. Um, so, I have KD at 12. Okay. Bill Russell at 11. Oscar Robinson at Wait, did you get oh you did? Uh I scribbled him at 10. Um and I have if i you want me to go down to eight?
0: Yeah, you go to eight.
2: Okay. I have uh so this is where it got tricky for me. Um I did have a king the dream at nine. Okay. Here we go. It's about to get
0: it. sticky. <sighs>
2: Let's go. I got a King of Dream at nine, bro, and then I had Larry Legend at eight.
0: Okay. Okay, we we pretty lockstep here here to four. Now now.
2: I went King of Dreaming was tough though, cause the King of Dream Dreaming for a long time was like in my six-ish range,
0: and I was like, so I had to reevaluate. I'll skip ahead. hakeem's at five to me for me. Um. Like I said, I had a hard time evaluating yeah. the 90s. Only two people won titles in the 90s. Michael Jordan and Hakeem Olajuwon. <laughs> so I'm kind of just right in my here. opinion, bro. And honestly... Ooh. Yeah, okay. No, I said that right. Never mind. Keep going. I'm sorry. Keep going. No, honestly, I kind of started looking at Hakeem in a different... I always appreciated his game. But A, he has the mm-hmm. best footwork of any big man. B, um, just totality of to career. And C, like he was one of the first people who was actively like big men were going to work with him for like post moves. Yep. And that's when I realized like they're not going to day. I mean, people, were, I'm sure people were going to David Robinson, but like when people would go to Hakeem, it was always like publicized. Like we we going to Hakim yep. Elijah wine to learn how to become good offensive post players. And it's like, that probably means something. If, like all the other bigs are recognizing that this is the guy we should talk to. So yeah, I, I got Hakeem at five. Um, And six and seven is here. Herein lies the controversy. Number six is so. I don't even know which in which order to say this. Number six is Tim Duncan. Number seven is Kobe being Bryant. I have Tim Duncan one slide ahead of Kobe. I have Kobe at seven. I don't give a fuck if you think Kobe deserves to be higher than that. Tim Duncan had a better. So here's what I put this on Twitter the other day. Um, I tag Keenan in it because I want him to see it. Not not like to like tag you in it, but just so like we can nah, get to no, you cool. But like I think about I think about it like this. So I I just run through names, right? And I'm not gonna give my top five away immediately. But I'm like, you gotta get past a certain list of names, bro. And you once mm-hmm. well, you start naming shit off. Like seven comes quick. Comes really fucking fast. And it's like <laughs> if I'm not putting him above Tim Duncan, like I said, if Hakeem is – if I get to Hakeem that fast at five and I can't put him above Tim Duncan, seven's reasonable. And I feel like to put him at three is just, like, recency bias. This is this idea that, like, he was the closest thing we had to Michael. And it's, like, cool. There are still people that, like, are better than him. I don't know of, like <laughs> – I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Kobe – it's almost like the myth of Kobe has elevated him to three. When I felt like if he was still alive, 7 would be totally reasonable. You know what I mean? Like, maybe maybe I was underrating him because he was still alive. But I feel like in death, 7 is totally fine. Like, why does he have to be any higher than 7?
2: The only thing that I would disagree with your reasoning on is I do think that the argument has been made plenty while he's alive. Especially by, and when I say this, this is more in a joking way, especially by your friend Zach that he is a top three, if not really Man, he, top two.
0: Zach has him at not, two,
2: bro. And that's the
0: thing. Yeah, is that's... I, know.
2: I know. But here's my thing. Here's the only thing that the reason why I disagree with your reasoning, not your not your actual pick, is that I do think that people, even when he's alive, consider him to be top three. Like, even the people that, are like, hated LeBron and stuff like that. But based still off say, what, like, okay, though, bro? He
0: won two finals MVPs, one he didn't deserve. He has five rings. and And that's the thing is, like, so you try to parse all this shit, and it's like... I think we talked about
2: this. He's he's like tied for the most all-star games ever, I think. I think he's got the most all-star MVP. Like, I'm I'm not arguing your pick. I'm just, the reasoning why people pick Kobe, I'm not, like, I'm not mad at their reason. You know what I mean? Like, people have been saying that for you. People were saying that he was He's this
0: generation's Jordan. I totally understand it. I just don't know why that immediately makes you the second greatest player of all time. You know what I mean? Like, so I mean I'll just go ahead and spoil it like I got Magic at 4. No, like, no Magic no, is no, so wait. much better than Okay, my bad but Magic is so much better than Kobe to me. Have has nobody ever watched Magic Johnson play basketball, dog? Like watch watch 1989 Magic Johnson and try to tell me that like he would not wax Kobe. I'm sorry but I'm just I'm at a loss, man. Like I loved watching Magic, bro. Loved. And I feel like there's this thing with Magic where, like, he's smiling, he's just garyous, blah, blah, blah. Magic Johnson's a uh. fucking killer, bro. There's, there are so many stories about I, – I, I remember hearing um, – well, I was reading oral histories about his tenure with the Lakers the last couple of years. You know how much of a dickhead yeah. he was. It's like he puts on this he's style on, uh, and everybody magic. thinks that, like, he's Magic and, like, there's a difference between urban mm-hmm. and Magic. <laughs> So imagine this the yeah. big smiley bear. Irvin's a dick. And Irvin Magic, like Irvin Johnson on a basketball court, unfuckwittable, bro. Unfuckwittable. He's way closer to Mike than I think a lot of us want to acknowledge. But I think until well, I mean, we'll talk about this when we get to Mike, but until like Mike basically took over the lead, there was this sort of reticence to give him the greatest player of all time, Mantle. Because it's like, has nobody ever seen Magic and Bird? Like what, like, what are we doing? Like them niggas are cold. And- they are I think that 30 for 30 I think did a good job about showing up but I also think and for a
2: lot of people the people that we speak to like the people that are around our age um, that you know like like let's just say 30 and under basically like it's about what you also have seen yes we have like access to seeing some of these old things but like like, when we've seen things live and in the, like, kind of, like, when it's going on, we have memories about when we actually saw it the first time. We're like, ooh, shit, oh, you know, all that stuff, where you don't have that with Magic Bird. Like, yes, don't get me wrong, I, that, that, it does take away from me, and it should take away from it because, like, things like this, no matter how objective we are, are still based on, like, how we felt when right, watching right, it. Right. We're comparing it to your other opponents. Like, yes, Magic and Bird, head-to-head, was probably some of the best basketball at NBA hit. Like, if somebody's you know, right now in good health, good memory and everything is 45 years old and can remember all that, they probably would tell you that that's probably in the top four matches they've ever seen in their life. Mm-hmm. Great. No argument here. But it's also like if, if okay, you two are the only two crowning jewels, and not just you two people, you two teams the only two crowning jewels in the league when the rest of the people were like, eh, okay, yeah, Jordan came in halfway through one of you all's career, both of you all's career, second half of one of you all's career, and he showed it that, that was a good matchup too. It's kind of hard because who the hell were y'all playing the first 10 years? Like, yeah. so I do get when people like kind of miss um, how good Bird or Magic was, or even sometimes, like, there are a few people that like younger guys now that might forget Jordan because, like, they were born in '98, they were born in '96. Like, I mean, like, even people not trying to be funny, even us to an extent, like, oh, yeah, yeah we're sure. like that, but. You know, shit, Jordan's last title and everything, we were six, seven years old. So, like, and, in theory, we saw it, but we didn't really know, know what we were watching. Like, like we knew we you like, oh, this see nigga for yourself. can jump
0: high. About to, you know what I'm saying? You're not about to tell me I ain't know what I was watching. Come on. Bro. I
2: mean, no, you can tell when somebody's really good. Like, I can tell that somebody's putting up. Like, I can see numbers. I can see they're doing well. But you don't understand the game. Like, you, even if you look at something at 15, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, six compared to 15 years old, it's still just a different level of what you're watching on, on like for sports. That's just more so what I mean. You know, I don't so to say, be a master of the game
0: or anything. I will say for Mike though, and I feel like we've just been stepping on like the Michael Jordan conversation we'll eventually have later on. He's number one spoiler alert. But like I that that's the thing about Mike, bro, is um I want to bring this up too. I remember watching the game a few years back. I was we were still on uh we were still in Rosedale. And I was, it was like the third quarter, and I can't, I don't, I can't really remember if Mike didn't have the help, or if it was just like an important game where he wasn't passing. But in them finals games, Mike was, it was apparent that like he was the best player on the floor, bro. But just based mm-hmm. off of like how he treated everybody else, like I remember he's at the line, they showed the graphic, and he had take, he was something like, this, let me put it like this, the field goal percentage wasn't good. But nobody yeah. cared because it was like, it's the finals. It's Michael Jordan. He's going to shoot all these shots. Nobody, like, what, what's the alternative here? <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, Man. nobody else can do it. Right, exactly. But it was, it, it, that always threw me off this idea that, like, I remember when um the the finals where Brian lost Kyrie and Kevin Love and he had to shoot a lot and everybody was kind of like docking him for it. And it was like, what's the alternative? Trusting fucking Matthew Della Vidalva? Like, come on, guys. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, yeah, like
2: what? What else do we have to give right now? So, um,
0: yeah, that's that's something I will say about Mike. Even growing up, was like it was easy to perceive that like it, if he wasn't the best player on the floor, he damn near carried himself like it because he it was obvious he ain't trust nobody else, bro. <laughs> um, well,
2: that makes sense. Um, okay, yeah. I'll uh, you did seven and you did seven and six. Yeah,
0: I, I did. I'm I'm through. Well, I already said my four is magic. I already gave my magic explanation too. So you can you can go four through seven if you want. All right.
2: So my seven is your number three, Kareem
0: Abdul-Jabbar. Okay.
2: With the with the um with the you know um, unstoppable shot with Skyhook.
0: Why you got him so low? I'm just curious. Yeah, no
2: problem. Um, I think oftentimes how do you know I had him at number
0: three too? Did I tell you that?
2: No, bro. I just no you, you did you also, did the math, you did quick
0: math. I feel
2: it. Process of elimination. You're right, bro. You're right. I don't know. You I just did process of elimination.
0: I was like, did <laughs> I, I did give know- him my list ahead of time? Well, honestly,
2: the other day when you kind of like were uh were texting me about how like you just don't know how Kobe's X, y, and Z, I kinda Impossible
0: Impossible. I'm not doing it. <laughs>
2: I can't. It's cool. No, no, I'm not upset, but in my mind I could I could kind of formulate your list and I knew there were only a certain handful of people, not just above him. But just like in general, and I think me and you had talked years ago about how Tim Duncan just wasn't appreciated enough. Like, I think I've told you even in passing that Tim Duncan is in like my, my all time bracelets. Like, not top 25, but like, no, give me that nigga. Like, yeah. like I want that nigga. Like, that kind of shit. So, I said I have to say this. Not so, uh, oh, this He's These next three are honestly probably some of the toughest ones that I've had. Um, because I know, so, well, I guess I'll say like this. For the purpose of this list,
3: I did put Shaq at six.
0: Okay. I feel like Hakeem versus Shaq. Shaq is not the worst. Hakeem also beat Shaq in the finals. I, I feel I was doing all he this, did. like, math in my he head. Did.
2: So... He did. But here's why I bring that up. Um, And I know that I just made a comment a little bit earlier, but there are certain people who I won't even say remember, but are only aware of one Shaq. And that's Laker Shaq. And then some people knew him in Miami. Yes, most dominant force and everything. There are people who don't even know that he at one point existed with the match like, was running fast breaks, dunking, breaking backboard, dribbling between the legs, crossover, nice passing, stuff like that. Shaq is high on my list, not only just because of the Lakers' unstoppable horse, but because of being an Orlando Magic Bear. And even the way that he was able to parlay um, his brief time in Miami with D-Wade and how well he, he's underappreciated with even that championship win they had when he was averaging like 24 a game, I think, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when Wade was kind of hurt a little bit with the hip a few games. So Shaq um, is top six for
3: me. Uh, Kobe
2: Bean Bryant is number four. I mean number five, excuse me, is number
0: okay. five. Five five is reasonable. I feel like five is reasonable. Tim
2: Duncan is number four. Um and that's where it always like Shaq and Tim Duncan, I know that I know that skipping the five spot per se, but Shaq and Tim Duncan have always been two like bigs. I've always split between. Just because, like, we call Tim Duncan the big fundamental, but I really feel like skill-wise, like, Shaq had more skill. They they both were pretty poor at free throw shooting most of their careers, and I think if you just go down the percentage, Tim Duncan Tim was. like. Would have, a Tim,
0: Tim would fan. have – so here's the thing is, um, Shaq was consistently abhorrent. I don't think Shaq ever got above 60%. Tim would Correct. get to, like, 75%, and then, like, I watched um, the Pistons finals. He was breaking – good lord he couldn't make Bro. a free throw <laughs> i was like that's pretty yeah, much why we, we almost won that like, series because he could not make free throws i'm like you keeping us in it yourself dog
2: yeah like they they were really hacking him. mean so i just uh i just remember that and so i really just say that to say that it was um i've always kind of going between them with free throws i guess kind of breaking the tie sometimes other time i'm just like don't get me wrong. Nobody was really stopping, stopping Tim Duncan, but no, you were not stopping Shaq. Like he was moving through um, So those are kind of two people I've always uh, going back and forth between. Um, we can do top three, and well, you really we well. I've kind of figured third, and then you're number one. You already said, but give us your top three and your reasons for positioning them there.
0: Yeah, so three is Kareem. Uh, it's pure numbers play. I think that um, at retirement. I don't... That's the thing. So, Kareem has somehow always been, like, the number three player of all time. I feel like no matter when, what era, I feel like when he retired, mm-hmm. um, nobody thought he was better than Magic or Bird. I feel like in his peak, nobody thought he was better than Russell or, or Wilt. I feel, you know what I'm saying? I feel like there was never a point in time where, like... I feel like he was always the best player in the league, per se, but I feel like, yeah, like, generally speaking, historically, there were always, like, sort of monoliths that he had to sort of climb that he either couldn't climb or then were surmounted by, like, more popular players. I feel like Kareem was always – Kareem was like death and taxes, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was going to come <laughs> in and give you 30 and 13, no shit you could do about it. But, like, he wasn't always uh-huh. like, the most exciting player. His, I mean, the skyhook is his – Signature shot Like who gives a fuck About a shot It's a sky hook No shade Like it's an effective shot Yeah, you yeah. thirty a night But who cares about skyhook? Um
2: Yeah I never um, Oh And I don't mean to cut you off But uh, You had asked Why I kind of had Cream where it was And um, Yes Most unstoppable shot And I know a lot of people Like older people Try to point to They had to like Disallow the dunk Because he was like Like they had to disallow oh, me Oh yeah they did the
0: dunk In college Because of that
2: Yeah man. But I don't, like, stuff like that is kind of to the point we said earlier, like, yeah, but you were playing against people that were, like, four feet tall, that <laughs> were in the farm, and I know to an extent it's not your fault that your competition is superior, you can only beat the people that are in front of you, whether that be directly, you know, professionally, whatever, I get it, I do appreciate that, and um, I still think that he would be good, like, to an extent in most areas, not all errors, but most areas, especially mm-hmm. now, you know what I mean, but that's one of the reasons why, because it's just like so much of his predicated him being so much larger than people
0: when like yeah, we're talking about
2: college true. career basketball, stuff like that. Um, so that's why.
0: That's true. I I don't disagree. I think that um his 80s run sort of bolsters his case. I think everything you saying everything you saying definitely applies to the 70s. Like whatever. But um, okay. I think after his Lakers after the move to the Lakers and winning all those chips with Magic, I think that definitely solidified his. Status is a big game, dude, and he won. I mean, even as a fucking zombie, he won the '87 Finals MVP.
2: Bruh, you know, as a mm-hmm. literal shell of himself, like with no knees, basically.
0: So you gotta respect it. Um, yeah, number two. So when I so uh, in transparency, when I first made this list on January 27th, I had LeBron James number one. I did. I um just totality of career. I think we forget sometimes that Michael Jordan like only played thirteen years and um lost one of those years to of really significant injury. So he really only played twelve years. And mm-hmm. so I posted this thing on my IG stories uh yesterday. Uh blurred from okay. something I wrote about it was it was a larger piece about the Oklahoma City Thunder breakup um, when they traded James Harden, and I was just kind of trying to like trace my sort of basketball fandom through the years, and yeah, I grew up a Bulls fan, which is weird growing up being from Detroit, but yeah. I, I guess like the the things I remember as a kid were the Gatorade be like my commercial, I could dream being like it me, still like a classic, Mike. man that commercial was uh, iconic dog. So between mm. that his face was everywhere i don't know why i want knew i wanted to be a basketball player when i was like 36 months old but i knew like immediately that's all i wanted to, fuck hey, to first off i can't
2: stand you for saying 36 months okay <laughs> just in case you didn't know that's all i wanted to be <laughs> you
0: like I can't stand. yeah why can't you say three years cuz nigga anyway um <laughs> yeah so like i remember like i was obsessed with that guy obsessed and it's weird to think that like um this is kind of, I guess, a decent segue into the, into the. Um, we can talk a little bit about the documentary to close. But to think that, like, I only saw, gener- like you said, generously, I only really remember 97-98. I vaguely remember the 97 finals. Don't really remember 96. Didn't see any of the first P. and I'm so fucking beholden to Michael Jordan. It's like I didn't uh-huh. even get to see the good parts, bro, <laughs> or like the super iconic parts. By the time I got to Mike, he was a fadeaway specialist. He didn't even dunk on niggas no more. I I do remember <laughs> thinking like, by the time I was able to grasp that Michael Jordan used to be above a rim like that, I was like, "Huh? All he do was fadeaway on niggas now." Like, what? I I remember wanting to be a jump shooter because of Michael Jordan. So to learn that like as a as a baby, he all he did was like elevate. I'm like. Nah, uh, not true. No, no, no. So, to me, that almost speaks to the fact that, like, he had three separate acts, though. He had, like, the first part of his career where he was just, like, all entertainment. Then he finally started winning uh-huh. shit. And then he was like, this bores me. I'm going to go play baseball for a couple years. I was listening to this podcast. so There's also another reason why I don't want to do this, because um, I feel like I've only heard No Shade to, I mean, not to make it a race thing, although it is a race thing. Like, But I haven't heard any black mm-hmm. men talk about the importance of this documentary yet, bro. I've only heard like white people talk about Michael Jordan. And I'm like, no offense, but I'm sure he was important to black kids nationwide. <laughs> like i mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like he was very kind of us, man. So um yeah, like to think that I didn't I don't know I didn't know none of those like the the first or the second act. And I just and I I got tipped around. I guess Space Jam was a turning point. I don't I don't really remember honestly. I'll
2: be honest. I I remember. I, I mean, obviously, I, well, not obviously, but I do remember Michael. But I do remember Space Jam being a an important piece for me just because of like it was a movie that was a But of course, I already knew who Michael Jordan was. You know, something that was kind of like kind of fun for a kid like our, our age. That like, okay. I can kind of put my you know, I can put my stamp on this and kind of really pay attention and look up some stuff, you know, different things like that mm-hmm. and kind of ask questions. So Space Jam was important, but I also think it was even more important to making sure that he was global after the game too because he always had the shoes and stuff like that and uh, and he had the Nike and the Gatorade commercial. But I think that that was one of the things that also helped him kind of like humanize him again because during that time, not just during the time, but during his career – people often said how much of, like, he was just an asshole, like, you know, like, people didn't like him, how he would dick to everybody, like, we all know, of course, about the infamous him and uh, Isaiah Thomas with the Dream Team, mm-hmm. um, and different things like that, so it was, um, I think Space Jam kind of helped him with an overall image, I think, that also yeah, kind of gave yeah, him, uh, a, a I won't say endearing, but just, you know, like, a term where people can kind of, like, okay, post Michael Jordan and stuff like that, we won't really, uh, you know, might not be the worst, <laughs> um, but, uh, oh, just to jump, because I, I know you're kind of brushing over. I know you want to get to the yeah, Michael yeah. joint. Um, Magic is three. Okay. Uh, I want you to know that I decided my, Magic was three last night. Like, this was, this was actually something that I was Let me put the
0: microphone on. down. <laughs> That's a good call, bro. I, I, I don't know if I swayed you that direction because of what we was talking about. I swear to God, bro, I, I underrated Magic until the last month or so. And I'm just yeah. watching this nigga and I'm like you he was what Ben Simmons needs to learn how to be yes because Magic yes. couldn't shoot but it didn't fucking matter <laughs> like i yeah. if it, it matters with Ben Simmons in a way that it never mattered with Magic you know yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know I don't know
2: I always say like just in a quick comparison with Ben Simmons I always say the one thing that made Giannis not only made Giannis uh, almost unstoppable, excuse me, but what made this team better is that Giannis learned, like, he just has to be willing to shoot those jump shots. Because if you can make one of every four or so of those jumpers, teams then have to at least semi-respect. Like, they might not run out there to to run you off the line on a three-pointer, but, like, the fact that teams are literally, when you're 18 feet from the, not a three-pointer, but 18 feet from the basket, are still sagging back eight more feet, that is, that's an issue. And Ben Simmons, you're not as, uh, your team isn't as equipped as like that Celtics team when John Rondo was doing and stuff like that. So Man. that's probably my thing with that. That side tangent. But to finish up this portion, Michael Jordan is Michael Jeffrey Jordan is number two. Whoa!
3: James- this is an upset. I yes. I
0: never figured I you'd be the one to do this. This is incredible. You yes. put LeBron James uh, at number one over Michael Jordan. I need to hear this one. <laughs> Uh, I did
2: put LeBron James over Michael Jeffrey Jordan.
0: That is and incredible.
2: This is something, uh, to be quite frank with you, that I've probably had, I think I've had LeBron James number one, honestly, for probably the better part of about, probably the better part of about three or four years, to be real. Like, this, is, this isn't a new new revelation for me. Um, but I'll point to a few things. Like, just a couple of things to me that kind of sways it. Longevity. Um, I, I do understand that Michael took two years off on purpose, so I, I don't discount that. Um, but outside of – me and you have probably hit on this couple times. Outside of last year, LeBron hasn't had any, like, real injury, which is, you know, knock on wood, hopefully he continues going or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you You specifically even brought this up where – Year 17 Which is this year 2019 2020 LeBron Is arguably The best Or second best LeBron We've ever seen
0: I still Seriously, I, I still want to do All time People That's another thing I want to yes. do But yeah I, You know where I stand On this LeBron season bro. This is yeah. top two This is top right. two
2: So The fact that 17 is is One year Um, I know a lot of people will try to like Immediately respond With he's lost more finals And stuff like that So similar to like Everybody else is missing sports Everybody's been doing Throwbacks or whatever I literally saw a tweet maybe maybe within the last week that showed the top eight people on that Cleveland team the oh nine year that they went to the finals against the, uh, uh, the Spurs or no, that was 0-9, 0-7, excuse me against mm-hmm. the Spurs. And arguably, I know Mo Williams is on that team and a lot of people will like him. Arguably, if not Mo Williams, so Judas Elgalskis was the second best player on that team.
0: Like, that team was bad, man. I I mean was very I, I get um, so caught up on um the fact that they beat us so, so, so resigned. That's my next
2: statement, bro. We, we watched, I think this is the same year. If it's not, it could have been the year prior. I could be wrong. So feel free to like correct my dates. But I watched. And I, when I watched, I mean, I, I sat there and did not move. I watched him score 25 straight points against the Detroit Pistons that were Eastern Conference final champ, that were Eastern Conference champs the no, year I, before. I'm in Ryan's I remember everything I remember. to the exact moment he scored 25 points and I think it was 28 of the last 30 points including mm-hmm. overtime or whatever. We sent the double team at him a couple of times. I don't know why they didn't triple team him but they sent a double team at a few times I'm like dude Man. goes on the lane and just fuck it. So
0: Literally all he did, is- I'm, I remember because I, I was in, I was at my boarding school, I was yelling at the television because it was either Tayshon or Jason Maxille. I remember this vividly and just being yep. like Jason Maxil. You don't get your fat ass in there and take a charge, like take a charge, yep. and they would just get out of his way. And I'm like, is he that powerful coming down the lane where y'all are scared of him? Like I, I was, I was, I couldn't, I, I didn't know, I didn't know. Yeah, bro, that, that bro, was a was night dead. where I had to stop front on boy though, because up until that moment, I just knew he wasn't gonna have a oh, better news than he he Carmelo, or at the very least, him and Carmelo were more equals than we wanted to acknowledge. After that, I was like. Never mind.
2: <laughs> uh, I, I remember that. i never forget that. Um, and then uh, uh, kind of like the last thing really is more so just like uh, a quick OD to what we were talking about earlier. It's like by no – like Jordan is a very good very good athlete, probably even great athlete. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, we hear about the struggle with baseball. but like he, he did other things. Like, we could see the things he could do when he did dunk, kind of dip, all this stuff. LeBron is, a, is literally a specimen, like a specimen. And that there just adds another, reason to, another thing, too. Like, one of the things that I think was the most fun for me, because I've, I've been a Bron fan pretty much ever since he came in the league. Obviously, I didn't like him beating on my Pistons, you know, when he, when he actually started to do that. I didn't like that. I still rooted for the Pistons. But, like, is at the point where, like, when LeBron learned how to shoot and that wasn't a thing that people could say about him, because people said that for years, even his early years in Miami. And I used to be like, yeah, that's still true. Like, I'm, like he's getting better. People like, he's not really getting better. You're just I'm like, no, he's, he is getting better. When he actually learned how to shoot and was like, Consistently hitting, like we crack jokes about that weak, uh, that weak little side step, step back shit that he does. Not even kind of half looks at the ball and drag his foot, but bro, it's almost automatic. Like the so fact that, that he can shoot out of me, another reason.
0: The thing about LeBron, so two points. The thing about LeBron shooting, oh, and a way better passer. I'm sorry, that's my last oh, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Way better passer. Uh, not nah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, so three things. The thing about LeBron shooting, um, I talk about this with Armand a lot. Armand is probably LeBron's mm-hmm. biggest. Man, shout out mind. that I know. Um, I don't ever think LeBron learned how to shoot per se. I think it's a reps thing. I guess, like, you learn how to shoot through reps, but you play in the league 17 years, you better learn how to shoot threes. You know what I'm saying? It's one of them deals where, like, you shoot enough threes <laughs> from the same distance over and over again, you better learn how to make them. He still can't shoot free throws, which blows my mind. I'm like, you can walk up and Bro, take low threes, but – I, I know for a fact when LeBron's going to miss a front of, of a, of a, of a of free throws. I know for a fact. It's like science, <laughs> dog. I'll be like, why can't you make two free throws in a row in pressure situations, LeBron James? Anyways. Um,
2: you are so, correct. He cannot make a free throw to save his life.
0: So, I mean, almost to that point, that's kind of why I put Le- uh, Michael number one. I had to think about it. I think LeBron <laughs> is supposed to be number one. All things considered, mm-hmm. the physique, he met he he met and exceeded the hype. The stats are crazy. Um, year 17, he's still going crazy. Like you said, the longevity, all those things accrued add up to what makes to be a career that's probably the greatest of all time. But I think there's a level of, like, mysticism that surrounds Mike that LeBron will never have. It's funny. I, I was listening to a pod yesterday that was basically like, somehow the myth of Jordan has become that he never failed. And Jordan missed plenty of game winners. Jordan missed plenty of shots. Like I said, like, I I was watching a game where the gag was Jordan had, like, missed a ton of shots, but nobody cared because what was the other alternative. Um, Uh But I think there's a level of you just didn't – so – to the point of remembering stuff, I remember that shot on Brian Russell, bro. And I remember knowing for a fact he was going to make that fucking shot. It would have been more mm-hmm. shocking had he missed it. You know what I mean? And I think there's something to that with, with Mike where like, like you said, it's, it's janky the whole finals record against LeBron. At the same time, Mike didn't lose, you know? And we can like, we can be like, hey, because that's something that used to piss me off about Mike was that it was almost a myth of like, it's almost he came in a winner. And it's like, nah, he got his ass whooped resound by everybody at first and then by the Pistons yeah. specifically. And then it took him, like, getting past – He it's almost like the 2K my career where, like, he had to suck for a few years and then eventually he found the sort of team and individual success he wanted. Um,
2: That's a good comparison.
0: But uh, I guess, like, in terms of him versus LeBron, like, one game situation, who do I trust? I trust Michael Jordan. I do. I I gotta do. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, and I mean, somebody's done the, the sort of ancillary. Uh, if you had, if you, if you could clone five people, who would you take? I might actually take five magics, um, honestly. <laughs> but I don't know. Like the the five LeBrons thing is hard, if only because. If all five LeBrons get into their head at the exact same time, that's not a good thing. Whereas I don't never have to doubt Michael Jordan is going to always – even if he fails, it's not going to be because, like, he thought too hard about it. Any time with LeBron, I can almost process him thinking about being the hero. I remember in game six, 2013, um, Ray Allen's on the floor, bro. Why are you taking any of these threes? Like, any of these threes. And he clanked that first one, and I was like, oh, he feels like he has to shoot these. And then he made the second one, and it <laughs> all was forgiven. But I was like, that first one was bricked so bad that I was like, you, you're not built for this, dog. Like, And that's okay. It's okay. You know what I mean? Like, And there are still those moments now where it's like, he's a grizzled vet. Obviously, he's not as affected by shit. But you can see uh-huh. in a regular season game, you can see in those moments in his eyes where he's like, I'd rather not shoot these free throws. And it's like, man, Michael Jordan would not be thinking about that shit right now, bro. Like, honest to God. So, therein lies my like, my, my demarcation is – I just don't – and this isn't necessarily a, um, a, dem- a demarcation against – or like a, a bad mark against LeBron. I just feel like if I had to trust somebody one game on the line with my life, I'm going Mike. And I'm looking at LeBron in the face and being like, Please don't prove me wrong. Please don't prove me wrong. But like I, I, I can't, I, I can't, I can't, I cannot get the image of Michael Jordan always coming through out of my head. So okay, there, there, and, I mean, that makes sense. Uh, and I, again, like I feel like I'm holding shit against LeBron. Need to hold against like the finals record. He went up against two super teams, a team he wasn't equipped to go against in the Spurs back in the day, and then. I feel like every finals lost except for Dallas is justifiable. I feel like me and you go talk to Cardo about this, where it's yeah. like um, Dallas is that's indefensible. No, like nothing against that, but every other loss is like he either didn't have the help or he wasn't ready. That's not his yeah. fault.
2: Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like like I don't like to necessarily use the word underdog very much, but like there could be a you know argument made, like you said that. In all but maybe two of those series, we were like, "Yeah, bro, we don't even know why we have any finals, right?" <laughs> like, like, what do you mean? We know that they have no chance. And
3: um, man, the,
0: the second Spurs finals, and I feel like people really don't talk about this one. Is all I know is it was one. So they lost in five. I just remember like it was either Game Three or Game Four. Um, wasn't missing. Like literally one missing. It was like rotate, rotate. It was it was drive, kick, rotate, rotate, open man, make. It wasn't even a miss. Like they would yeah. get the open look on the wing, and it was going in every time. And I'm like, like
2: I re- at no, I this remember point- them being up the game you're referring I remember them being up like by 25 in the first half. Like they were first they were half, up like first, first quarter. Bro. Yeah.
0: It I was bad. Quick. I was like, oh my god. And then yes, I, it, it might have been game three, because game four is pretty much the exact same thing, at which point I was like, if they just going to get open shots and make them, what are we doing? Like, that, <laughs> it was the same, no, It was part- literally the same thing every time. It was like um, either Kawhi or Mano would drive, or Tony would drive. They'd rotate to the corner, swing, swing. That left wing would be open. It'd either be Boris Diaw or Kawhi or Mano open three it's like or danny green open three i'm like every time every single time
2: yep so yeah i mean those are always two. like that's gonna be something that is uh that'll be fun i think for years to come i think obviously well you know at this point in time if they ever let us play the next season you know let us finish this season which i doubt if lebron wins one people will find a way to put an asterisk on it just you know you know, whatever, because something stopped, and you know, people changed. Whatever the case is, uh, I'm actually
0: surprised more people didn't try to put an asterisk on the lockout one, the, um, the Thunder one. If only because people, people fake tried to put an asterisk one on the '99 one. Yeah, with the Spurs. Yeah, and by people I mean Phil Jackson. So um, yeah, yeah, I was um, actually a little bit surprised that there wasn't more of a of a this this ring is a half a ring for LeBron, oh, especially because it was his first ring, and that's when niggas was still like hating on him not having yeah. a ring yet so I was really looking for like the oh LeBron still really hasn't won the actual ring rhetoric it never really popped up yeah I mean history will only
2: tell about the championships I just um I don't know like I'm never I'm never upset or think that anybody's wrong if they choose like Jordan you know like if it's Jordan or LeBron and, and even to an extent I you might get a little bit of pushback from me on this one, but even when people are, like, really, really trying to fight for it being Kobe or Magic up there as, like, the two or the three person or something like that, yeah, I'm going to... I disagree with those a lot more wholeheartedly, but I'm also not, like, too upset because I also do understand that, like, you saying that the second best player or maybe even the best player in the world is coming from the greatest franchise in basketball history also can't be far-fetched. Like, like a franchise that... He is the, considered the best even over the Celtics who have one more ring I think from the total uh, but also the most glamorous and it had The Lakers get all
0: the stars, stars bro uh, so yeah, like, just bring it back I, through this I list real fast
2: Like it's, it's hard to argue with that if you're saying the best person that ever touched like purple and gold is your best player ever or your second best player ever it's really not like it's not the worst leg to stand him. so that's why I think like it's, it's tough with you like you gotta use so much stats but you also gotta be like bro I saw them or like you, like, we can make up a thousand scenarios. Like, uh, like I think on tw- I happened to be scrolling on Twitter a few minutes ago, and Bleach Report was uh, doing this thing right, this series right now, where they're picking random years MVPs and saying in a one on one game, who you got. Mm. And so, like, uh, they're picking like I years. Like, I think I just saw one that was like 2019 Giannis versus 2004 KG. There's another mm. one that was like 01 Iverson versus like 2016 Steph. There was one where there's like 08 Jordan, I mean, 08 Kobe, excuse me, versus 98 Jordan. Like there's things where it's like, you know, there's just so many different things. Like, yes, in one on one, I can probably say that this person's a better score. You know, they had more moves or whatever they can, maybe they're a better shoot. whatever you want to say. But, like, in a total of five games, you know, like, then I can go to another route and be like, well, one of them can't play defense and the other one can't. I think one of them was like Katie versus Larry Bird. Somebody was like, well, they're just going to be both getting buckets until one mm-hmm. of them gets to stop. I'm like, well, that's partially true, but also like Katie's a little bit more athletic. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like
0: Katie's more athletic, but. Birds a, Bird's way wildier than Katie. Like, it's yeah. just, just... Yes, but, but
2: then the next thought is, like, does that matter in a one-on-one game? You know what Bird. I mean? Like, it's just, we can put these things in so many different scenarios. Like, well, the seven-game series, you know, one-on-one or five games, whatever it is, you know, five-on-five, which one of these guys do you prefer to have? Like, who's going to do better? Like, okay, if we're only talking about clutch shots, then, yeah, I'm going to pick Jordan or Kobe because, I feel like, I've seen them make more. Not that they're even percentage-wise better, but I've seen them make more. You know what I mean? So, like that's where i think it's it's tough to truly like cut off somebody's throat about who they choose cuz so much of it is subjective.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> no, it's all subjective for the most part. I mean, you try to find some objectivity in the subjectivity, but i mean, he's a personalist like you yeah. said, but our our biases can't help but inform how we rank these things. So yeah, we can wrap up uh Michael Jordan doc. Um I'm excited I was trying not to be excited. I do remember a few winters ago when they announced it, I refused to, like, revel in it because I'm like... Especially when they announced it was coming out, I'm like, that's two birthdays from now. Why would I ever get excited about this? Um, but yeah, now that it's here, I can actually get excited about it. So I was telling Rihanna in in our last episode that um, I know Jordan has complete control, so that does make me a little bit nervous about how transparent he'll be. But I did hear that, um, he drank something dark during his interview. So hopefully I loosened him up. That's
2: cool. Yeah. So, um, just in terms of the things that I've just heard in the last couple like days or so, because I've also tried not to watch any. Yeah, I don't, bro.
0: Of the I don't know nothing. I don't. I haven't seen any trailers. I haven't. I don't know what none of the episodes are about. I don't yeah, know yeah. shit. I'm just gonna sit down tomorrow. Yeah, and watch. I
2: saw last night that I think Sports Center, ESPN, like dropped five minutes of it. I said I don't even mm-hmm. want to watch that five minutes. Mm-hmm. I want to watch. You nope. Know, I want everything to be fresh to me. I don't want to anticipate nothing. So. I said it to say I did hear that he okayed it. He actually, they had been trying to get him to do it for years, like yeah. year, years. He okayed it after the Cavs won the championship in twenty sixteen. So I don't know if that had something to do with maybe Brian, you know, beating the best team ever, or maybe if he was already. I both both to of it. those
0: factors. I'm sure it was either like yeah, because I mean, hey LeBron. I don't know if you ever watched the um the More Than an Athlete series on ESPN Plus, but there was an episode where he sat down with. Mav and um Mav and his crew, Rich Paul, uh, Randy Mims, and they watched game seven together. And um he said straight up, like after that game he felt like he was the GOAT. Like he felt like he had finally become the greatest of all time. So I yeah, can see how true. Michael would definitely be like, Yep, gotta protect the legacy. Fuck fuck the bullshit. Um, yeah, so and no, I I I I heard last night too that um, so apparently Adam Silver was involved with this from Jump back in '97 because they Ooh. approached so they approached who I forget who the filmmaker was but he approached uh, M- NBA Entertainment which was at that point run by Adam Silver and basically said like hey if this is Michael's last year don't y'all want footage of that like that seems pretty important and yeah. Um, Basically, NBA Entertainment worked out a deal with the Bulls that was, well, with Michael specifically, that was, we'll tape it, we'll lock it up, we won't do shit with it until we mutually agree what to do with it. So, yeah, it all worked out. I thought about I was like, dang, that's actually like a really good idea that I'm sure I've never heard framed that way. But it's like, Bro, that's what we thinking. Like that, yeah. like
2: especially when you think being 98, 97 or so. Like that's crazy to have like, especially like within. don't get me wrong, like, we had camcords like whatever, but like with technology kind of being what it was to think about that, like.
0: But it's almost like, how do you guarantee? I guess like I'm thinking nowadays, considering smartphones are everywhere, people recording everything anyways. It's like, I feel like we are always kind of prepared to be recorded. You know what I'm saying? Like we're always trying to be our best selves all the time just in case yeah. we get recorded. I feel like in 98, that wasn't a thing. And so, I'm sure Michael Jordan, A, didn't want to get recorded at the beginning because he was like, yo, that's mad invasive. So, for them to come to him and be like, hey, just be yourself. We ain't going to do shit with it. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, that, that's kind of where my head is. It's like, I hope we get the truth, truth. Because it's like, if at yeah. any point he's looking around like, all these cameras around me, I got to like be buttoned up a little bit. That's going to ruin the documentary for me.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Um, I need to know everything. I need to know. I was talking around, like... I need to know him and Scotty's actual relationship. I need to know how much Scotty legitimately. I'm sure they got along fine, but also Scotty was competitor. Scotty had those two years where Mike wasn't around, where he was the best player on the team. And all of a sudden Mike mm. come back and is immediately the greatest player on earth again. That's got to brew Scotty's ego a little bit. Just a, just a little oh, yeah. bit. So I, I yeah. want to know that. I want to know how the fuck Dennis was getting along with everybody. Like I want, I just want to know the real stuff. And if we're not going to get like human relationship shit, I don't care. They want to type. Yeah. Me, like I, I want to
2: know what everybody's reaction was to him coming back. Like this being the end, like the, the people, were people doubting because if I remember right, uh, and during that time, he was like, he was getting up there in age. I think he was like 35 or 36 at this point in time. But since he had just announced retirement, like few years, like I wonder if people were like, nah, bro, he gonna just, you know what I'm saying? Like he's not really retiring this time. Like, like, so that'll be important for me, or not important, but just something I would be interested in. But I also, like you said, being about, about being authentic, I just I think it was easier to sell to him that it's gonna be authentic because it's like, well, we're not gonna release it right now. Right. Like that's the thing, like even like if we if we lock this up in five or 10 years when you do whatever your endeavors like let's say if jordan had to back his mind in if he wanted to be a part owner or a coach or whatever like we can let this out later where like that stuff probably doesn't matter to you but you can and you can be more reflective of it and i think mm-hmm. that's another reason why it probably was easier for him because like you know what because as much as we all say like lebron is kind of like this this perfect you know person when it comes to social media he'll, he, you know he'll do some outspoken things sometimes or whatever but like it's still kind of always like you could tell that he's aware of something going on if you can guarantee that it, it'll be like 10 years down the line like it's not gonna mess up no money for him or something right. like that i think that like guy like him would be open to it i think kobe might have been you know and other greats like you know people that we care about seeing um so i'm excited about it i think I, uh uh I also saw or read a, a, a brief snippet where somebody was like, there's a few times that they, uh, they had to stop recording it or something like that, maybe like the interviews, because like he was about to start crying or whatever. Mm. And so like, it sounds like some of the things that he's going to be talking about will be genuine. And I mean, I also think it's just going to be fun if for no other reason, honestly, that as we just talked about, arguably one of the greatest players of all time in a sport that's probably one of the, outside of Muhammad Ali, which is of course a lot older, um, probably one of the first like faces of like as an athlete face of like a culture or pop culture, like mm-hmm. type stuff, like mm-hmm. with, uh, with basketball and stuff like that. You got Nike, Gator, all that stuff, like being like the guy, mm-hmm. like magic was never that care, like that charismatic, like he was never the guy that had like, he oh, no, Michael like
0: Jordan was the most famous person. I think that's kind of what I'm getting at, bro, is for four year old me to identify with this grown ass man. And decide that that's Uh who I want to be. I mean, in the basis way, that commercial was targeting me. That's a Gatorade commercial, with the that song is for a three year old, bro. That song is not for an adult. You know what I mean? Like everything Michael Jordan was doing from like ninety four to ninety six was almost like Pied Piper ish, dog. It's like I'm gonna do a cartoon movie. And this super kitty Gatorade commercial is like, man, kid. If if you if you was four year olds and didn't fuck with Michael Jordan, you was a weirdo. Honestly, <laughs> like, come on, man. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely excited about it. Um, it's definitely. I I don't know. I, I'm I'm with you. Um. I'm with you. It's just it's 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 really nostalgic. I think I'm trying like not to get too tied up in the nostalgia aspect of it. I think I was talking mm-hmm. to I was telling Deb definitely. I'm I'm just so caught up in like '90s sort of everything. Like if if I could if I could make my photography style just like '90s photography, I would do that. Where like just put a '90s filter on everything. I miss sort of how shit looked back then. Um, so it's, it'll be cool to see. It'll be cool to see the fashion. It'll be cool to just see how hot stuff was twenty five years ago, dog, honestly. But yeah, that's all yeah, I got. I man. I
2: agree with that. That's
0: all yeah. I got.
2: No, that'd be cool, man. So um I feel like we've talked for eight hours, which I mean
0: Something like that. Gotta, and I'm know, not I'm not editing it. none of it. This is going up as is.
2: Yeah, I see. It's one of the of you've got to be like, bro, here's, here's the part that y'all really going to care about. Like, this is where 15 through whatever might have happened.
0: Yeah, here. I'm like, um, I might have to timestamp it, but other than that, like, this is not getting edited. I was going, because I'm actually going to um do a post-show interview talk deal tomorrow with um my homie Jeremy, who lived in Chicago during, uh, oh, during okay. this era. Yeah, so I'm excited to talk to him about it. So I was going to tack this on to, tack that tack that on to the end of this, but that might be a self separate podcast at this point.
2: Yeah, that might be one of those, one of the people like you know what, bro. I'm gonna just put that on in the background as I'm cleaning. You know, what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> so hope
2: I hear influxing voices when it's time to listen.
0: We appreciate it, bro. We will. Um, I think I sent you the list of all my other ideas, so we'll circle yeah, sure, with others.
2: Keep me in the loop. It's about all. This is about all I really get to do is some face, you know, uh, FaceTime and or whatever type of interactions. And, shoot, we ain't doing no podcast. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, you shoot me a list so I can make some some sort of kind. I
2: got you. I'm going shoot to shoot it to see you in order because I, I know I messed up in the beginning there too.
0: So No, so I, I feel like people – go that's partially why I want the to list too, to help people follow along. I feel like they're going to be listening to both of us. Like,
2: are we on number
0: 11? Yeah,
2: because so. it was a few times where I jumped around. I was like, I feel like I said a number twice, and that's when I had to start counting. I was like, you idiot. You didn't erase the honorable mentions because, like I said, I didn't have them all numbered. Like –
0: it's all good. Yeah, I, I might, I might, I mean, like you said, we, we doing nothing but twirling our thumbs. And I was like, I might just go ahead and do a write-up for mine and, like, do actual explanations for 25, so we'll see. That would be cool. If too, you feel compelled buddy. to do something for uh, whatsoosim.com, you know what I'm saying, want to write something up short? I mean, it wouldn't be. That's the thing about short is when I was doing the um, the songs of the year, I was like, all right, 25 songs, 100 words, that's short. And then, every, not every song is gonna be a hundred words. It's gonna be like two hundred words here. I might have more to say about some songs. End up being like forty-five hundred words. I was like, I haven't written 4,500 4, words in God knows how long, bro. So
2: that's the thing. Like, if you if you just start feeling it, that's why like a lot of it. At least when I used to write, cause I used to like write important stuff, so like, when you feeling it, like if it's something that like, for lack of a term, moves you like kind of emotionally and more so. Just like yeah. while I'm talking about it. Like like the songs that you have an attachment to, that's probably a better way. Like, not just the songs of the year because it was a good song, but like the songs like, that you like, no, this is not only a good song, but like it reminded me of this. Like, it's this moment that makes it so great. Right. You just keep writing, like, you be forgetting about it. When it's just like, oh, this is a top 100 song, it had a dance to it, so obviously it's really good. Like, you know what exactly. I'm saying? That's easy.
0: Exactly. To kind of move. Yeah. And I mean, self explanatory versus like, I want to explain, you know what I mean? Those are the differences. Yeah. So, yeah, appreciate you, bro, bro. Um, We'll probably link up again, sure. uh, not the end of this week, next week. So, yeah.
2: Hey, bro, I'm here, man. Sure. You take it easy,
0: bro. Stuck in the house. Yeah, let me go get some food. All right, bro. Thing. Peace. Yeah. All right, boom. One more time, thank you to Keenan for coming on the show. He'll be back in the next few weeks or so to do the next episode of this NBA um, series that we have planned out for you. Uh, please listen to my pod with Jeremy Hurt of Let's Talk Bruh. Um, we recapped episodes one and two of The Last Dance on Monday evening for Tuesday. And, um, and Jeremy is a Chicago native, so if you haven't listened to that pod yet, he has a very, very intimate perspective of that Chicago Bulls dynasty and that run in the 90s. So I really think y'all, you'll enjoy that that conversation as well. Um, listen to Keenan on Albums of the Decade. Listen just to the first 12 episodes of the Albums of the Decade project. Um, season one, like I said in the intro, is in the book, season two. Is currently in production. So looking forward to getting the next 12 out to y'all this summer. And, um, yeah, just check out everything happening at Um Our social media is at um And you can find all the other social medias if you just go to at everywhere. So, yeah, be back next week with some more pods. Um, should be back with Miss Ryan and Morgan next week. So, yeah, looking forward to talking to y'all then. See y'all I'm
1: Detroit's own right, right. miracle the golden kid And everything I am must be what Detroit is I'm Detroit's own yeah, I'm Detroit's own
3: yeah, I'm Detroit's own blessing it owns my love And everything I am is what Detroit once was I'm Detroit's own yeah, I'm Detroit's own